Hi there, Friendly Neighborhood DM here. I'm really excited you went ahead and joined us for episode two. We were really floored at the support we got from everybody when we posted the first episode, so I'm a little sorry the second episode took quite so long. Something we didn't do last time, because we kind of forgot, honestly, was describe the characters. So here you'll actually hear a quick snippet on what the characters look like, their appearances, how they feel they look, all that jazz. Oh, yeah. So Clara is um, a high elf. She's got white hair with a yellow streak in it um, and cute little antlers. She usually wears uh, winter or Christmas themed clothing. Um, so what she's wearing uh, in hell is like this bright Christmassy green long sleeved sort of tunic and brown leather pants. So Gage is a kitsune. He's got the fox ears that are all black except for the inside their white fur. He's got kind of messy bedhead type hair uh, that's short. His right eye is a gold color uh, and his left eye is a dark blue. He is kind of light, light tan skin, kind of pale as kids usually are. Um, and he wears a long robe that's a dark blue uh, along the bottom of the sleeves and the bottom of the robe are white cherry blossoms with pink centers, pink reddish centers. He only usually only puts out one tail. He has nine tails. Orin is also high elf. He usually has pale skin, but in summer form it's blushed red. Um, his hair is still white, um, but he does not have the little leaves that he normally does in spring. He actually just has like droplets of water on the ends. His eyes are normally like super rich brown, um, but in summer they are deep fathomless blue. Clothing-wise, it's barty to an extent, but he does have um, leather armor that's got especially made by his mom. That's got silver dragon scales on it. And he's got a cloak um, from his dad. It matches the season of summer, so I imagine it's got um, like vibrant flowers. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so Yuel is he is your god. He generally looks human for the most part. Uh, he's about five eleven, so shorter than either of his dads. He's got pretty short but uh, tidy red hair with white streaks in it, and a very neatly trimmed red um, uh, what's the for a chin strap here. He's got pretty, he's got like a very smooth features. Most distinguishable thing is his eyes, which are entirely a very light, light blue. Um, so the entire eye is light blue with white dots, um, basically iris, iris and pupil shape, or sized uh, dots instead of natural like iris and pupil. He usually wears long, uh, long robes with a, a sort of armor overlay, white uh, white cloak with a light gold trim, um, and his clothes are very flowy in general. Um, and he usually has uh, over his right shoulder he has wisps of, of uh, white light that tend, tend to come off that shoulder that kind of has a wing-ish feel to it. And then we have Sarah. She's a young lady. She's probably 17-ish in age, just a little bit older than Clara, you know. 
She's about five four in height and has long brown hair that hangs around her face in kind of curled waves. Um, she wears a very revealing outfit, but it is teal with golden accents. She walks around usually floating just above the ground, either by uh, magic or she does have two large, very bat-like wings that she sometimes uses. Her eyes are just like her mom's, so very starless voids. And she carries herself with a kind of I'm better than you attitude. So here's what you missed last time on Lover's Legacy. Last time on Lover's Legacy, all the heroes found themselves in a tricky situation as Orin called everyone together. Kahiri was stolen away in the night by her evil grandmother, Veleth, taken to harness her phoenix gift, but what that means, no one's really sure. Orin does know she's in great danger and will stop at nothing to save her. He gathered all the heroes together to confront Reyna and ask for passage into the Nine Hells. After defeating the lobby of the underworld, they were all allowed into the Nine Hells. A quick call from Krahiri later, Orin once again is on the trail to find her. The heroes follow a path of red carnations, and that's where we'll begin. That's all you need. So, I'm Elle, I'll be your DM. The cast, as you'll hear in just a minute, are Sarissa playing Orin, the main protagonist of the story, who is out to save his lover Krahiri from her evil ancestor. Yuel, played by Azraphael, who is along for this ride as he sort of comes into his own as being not ethereal and not mythos, but Yuel. Gage, played by Tim, Orin's best friend, and out to prove himself as the next round of hero, he's here. Clara, played by Dory, will be going through this adventure trying to reunite lost loves, encourage new love, and find her own love in the whole story. And then of course there's me, Elle, the DM. Uh, you'll hear me play a whole range of characters, but the only main character on the story you'll see will be Salem, daughter of Reyna, Queen of Hell, who is out to prove she's not her mother. Whether that's good or bad, time will tell. Alright, I think that's all I got for you. Enjoy the show. My name is Dory, and I play Clara, the love cleric, and the sugar plum princess. I am the daughter of the goddess of Middletown. I'm as Raphael. I play Yuel, god of the moon, son of the god Ethereal and his familiar mythos. I'm Tim, and I'm playing Gage Whitestar, son of Lothander Whitestar, follower of light and honor and courage, and I will find the knowledge to protect my friends and family. I'm Sarissa, and I play Orin, Prince of Elengrad, and I see the world the way it can be in spite of the way that it is. Okay, we're starting. Let me remind you all that here in the Nine Hells, nothing is as it seems. And woefully, it is often much worse than it seems. Here, the people and creatures are all unhappy. No matter how powerful a demon or devil might be, it still lives in misery. This world you have chosen to travel is not one of good fortune or even one of mild luck. It is a place where even the ground is harsh. You see, Avernus was once a beautiful paradise before it was sentenced to this fate and remnants of that ancient paradise still speckle in its tormented soil. Though every moment of joy is fleeting, you should, if you should find a remainder of this once beautiful place, enjoy it while you can. Many of you have spent countless days and nights learning of this tormented place, and you know it shifts and changes on a dime. It could take you moments to pass through, or it could take you years. Thus is the torment of the first layer of hell. 
As you walk through the charred wasteland of vast and ashen plains, you can see rubble and lines of foothills. You guys have been walking for about three hours at this point when you stumble close to a gathering of small green-skinned demons. They seem to be shoving prisoners about, and as you watch, you can tell the prisoners seem to be of a particular nature. These souls are all kitsun, specifically women, children, and elderly kitsun. Gage, you know how rare a sight it is for a kitsun to be old, but there are a few that look absolutely ancient in nature. Wow. The other thing you notice is that they are all very out of place. Many of them are dressed in finery and clean clothes. They don't look like the souls you would expect to be wandering Avernus. As all of you gaze on, a small kitsune woman trips and falls to the ground. Her snow-white hair is her most striking feature, but as you all watch, she seems to be in hybrid form and definitely looks injured. Hey there, friendly neighborhood DM. So I just wanted to talk to you real quick about different kitsune forms. There are typically three different kitsune forms with a couple different variations, but it'll matter coming up. So the first is true form. For kitsunes, this is an anthropomorphic fox form in which they can do all the things a person can do, but they have fox features. So they have, you know, the ears, the tails, eyes, the snouts, claws, paws, fur, all that. The second form is actually really cool because it allows them to be in this hybrid form, which they look elvish in all of their features. Um, they have elvish eyes, they have the elvish ears, um, they look very humanoid, and then they also have kitsune ears, which are little fox ears that come out of the top of their heads, and they can show their tails. Tails are a really big thing in kitsune society, and I'll cover that a little bit later when we get to it. The third form is true elvish, so this form makes them look just like any other elf you walk past, and only certain spells will reveal that they're in fact kitsune instead of elves. That's all I can really think of for forms, but we'll cover some more of it later. Okay, bye! The demons jump about at her, shoving her back to her feet, and many others into small cages or on towards a sort of altar. As they begin locking them about and trying to get them towards this little stone circle, a small pack of demons launches an attack at them. Uh, these demons are red. They fight for a few minutes, and as you guys watch, the green ones easily fight them off and overpower them. Uh, then they go back to their work. It seems to be a small gaggle of kitsune. Um, all of them are obviously kitsune in one way or another, either by being in full form or in hybrid. None are just elves. What do you guys want to do? They're not necessarily blocking your path. You could walk around this if you'd like to. Why don't we just go around? This isn't our First thing I'd like to do is put up true sight. Go ahead. I want to make sure that what we're seeing is Now is a great time to do your buffering. So if you want to do any buffs right now, now is the time. Soulbond just stays up forever. Right, you guys still have some from last. Yeah. I was about to ask how long, because I know you said it. we wandered for like a couple hours by the end of yeah, you guys have walked from the time you got to hell to right now about three hours. Okay, so then my death, the death ward should still have five hours on them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think everybody has death ward now, right? I'm gonna cast invulnerability on myself. Okay. What do you cast? Do it. Invulnerability. You wouldn't have that from last. Pray tell. What does invulnerability do? Check on last though. Make sure you want to do that. 
I mean, it's pretty straightforward. You're immune to all damage yeah. until the spell ends. If you guys remember, too, Orin did say that the demons that kidnapped Krakiri were green. Yeah. Um, if his eyes weren't blue, they would be on fire right now. <clears throat> he looks pissed. Well, Gage looks very upset, too. So. Are, um, we, are we close? Like, it's going to take way less than ten minutes to get in there? Yeah, like, hypothetically, you guys are right here. Okay. Um, She's then... not here. You can't help her. Who's <laughs> that? Oh. <laughs> I stole her name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your little campsite. Mini of Krakiri. Well, none of them are Krakiri. None of them are Krakiri. Why don't we just leave? Because they're souls in torture. They're in a furnace. What do my true elf eyes see? A whole fucking trying to catch humans and demons. Actually, probably at this point, all the kids oh. don't look like they're true. true uh, Wherever a red demon no. fell to, you guys can see a small glint of something. Oren's um. mm. going to run up and stab something. As he does that, Clara casts a shield of faith on him. All right. You're Let's go ahead and roll initiative. You're I think up by now, two. Since True Sight sees past any illusions to the really I'm old Kitsunes, like really true, true form old Kitsunes. Really I'm like a real kid now, guys. Hey again, friendly neighborhood DM here. Something that's really cool about Kitsune is that they have this really incredible age range. They can go from living a couple hundred years to a couple thousand years to a couple million years. Something that's really awesome about this particular playable race is that their magic is all really dependent on how old they are, how much experience they have. That's where that tail talk comes in, and I'll get into that a little bit later. The important thing to know right now is that if a kitsune has survived to be super old and like physically look super old, they're basically ancient. Kitsune age at a really rapid rate until they're in their late teens, then Basically, they look between 19 and 25 for the rest of their living existence until they reach about the 1,000-2,000 year mark. And then they start to age again, but it's at a very, very slow rate. So if a kitsune actually looks old, genuinely, that means they are just straight-up ancient. That's the only important thing for right this second, but don't worry, we'll talk tales soon. All right, bye. Um, you would guess years. towards the end of lifespan for kids. So over, over a thousand years. Over a thousand years. Dark I think years. Kitsunes look millenniums. The, yeah, they're, they're when they hit the thousand, mm -hmm. that's when they start getting to the point where they're yeah. going to uh, kick the bucket. Sorry, yeah. Right. Orange, I'm talking to you. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, so are we initiative? Uh, yes, we can get initiative. Twenty-four. Okay. Oh, of course. First wolf. <clears throat> uh, almost. Almost two. What'd you get? 25. 25. <laughs> 15. What'd you get, Gage? Uh, seven. Let's see what you got. Oh, good question. Oh, it's bored and agrees with you, Elle, that this is not her problem. She got a natural one. So you see Oren is starting to run towards the fight. You, Elle, you're up first. What do you want to do? Yoel's not likely to actually actively like, do anything at the moment. Okay. Um, so I guess for him, he's going to hold an attack in case anything gets close to him. Okay. Um, 
he will not be saying anything aggressive. Right, if an aggressive action is taken towards you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you are just going to hold an attack action for if something aggressive comes at you? Yeah, that's all you can do. Okay. He's still just standing there like, this is not our problem. Um, Orin. I'm going to stabby stab. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Which one with my sword? Uh, this guy's the closest, right? Yep. I'm going to run up to him. And stab Go Shingle. for it. Does a 14 hit? No. Okay. Orin's too... Uh, can uh, I... Oh, no, it's not my turn. Too pissed off for him. Can't see scary Hey there, friends. I just noticed that I didn't really give a great description of the green demons, so I figured I would go ahead and give you guys one right now. The green demons look so much like the ones that they fought last episode. Those blood letters? In fact, the players are pretty sure they're the same type of demon. The only real difference is that instead of a sickly red color, they are these bright emerald green creatures with black scaling and black armor. So far, nobody seems to know where green demons would have come from. All right, that's all. It's fine. It's cool. It's fine. That's all. Good. Um, I'm also going to. Oh, yeah. No. That's it. All right, Miss Clara, what do you want to all do? All right. Um. So Clara, uh, Clara is going to run up next to Orin. Okay. Uh, she is going to cast Sacred Flame. You could have done that from a distance, Clara. <laughs> yeah, I could. Have. Clara, what the hell? And then, um... It doesn't seem to affect him the way it did affect the red demons. And you guys will notice, especially now that you're up close, they look just like the demons you fought earlier today, but they're just different colors. Now that I'm up close, how does the girl look? The girl, she looks very injured. It seems like something's wrong with her legs, probably, because she's really struggling to stand up. And even as you guys run up to stab this demon, it doesn't seem interested in you. Okay. It stays very focused on what it was doing. Uh, I'm going to cast Healing Word on her. Okay. Um, at two. Okay. Kitsune do seem to notice you all and look very surprised to see you. To see anyone, really. Is it like the kind of surprise we're saved for? Or the surprise? It's kind of the surprise we're saved for. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> oh, we're saved. Wait, are those all children? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. You see a few people that are looking at you guys like, well, to be fair, a lot of us are hundreds of years old and don't look it, so. Someone was a thousand years old. I think one of the old ones is just like, I'm in my day, the demons were rats. It's just like, oh, shut up, Grandpa. Um, You can see pretty easily. It looked like she maybe had a ankle or something like that. Um, But as soon as she's trying to put weight on it now, she's not crying out as she tries to. So you have a feeling that you've helped pretty soon. Can you um, see what happened to her? You guys saw her fall down. Um, You could probably guess watching her that she just has been walking on a bag of leg and it finally gave out. Not because the demon decided to be an asshole? No, it seemed like they were just trying to like drag her back up. Could I? I'm not within five feet of him, right? Because I didn't want to be? No, you're not. Okay, can I go um, use the rest of my movement to go around and try and like just be there to help her up? Yeah, sure. Okay. She kind of looks at you and she's like, are you, are you here to help us? Yeah, totally. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I have no idea how we got here. You have to help us. We were just in bed. It was the village. We were there 10 minutes ago. We're going to help. 
We're gonna help, we promise. Oh, okay. Thank you. By the way, um, now that I think about it, from my dream, do I recognize it? Funny you should ask, Gage. Oh, yeah. The white-haired woman looks very familiar. Ah, very. <laughs> um, nice. running up, Orin, you did see that here in the dirt, there is something very coin-shaped in the ground. Uh-huh. nothing to worry about. Funny! Ugh. Yeah, it's my turn. No. Um... So these guys kind of come over, and you see, like, they force her into the middle and move the next one up. Um, and they're kind of shuffling people along. This one's just going to stand back here. These two are staying focused. And this guy actually will leave your area to make sure that these people can do attack. Okay, how about a 24 to hit? A 24 to hit does hit. Is that steady step? Seven. Using my reaction to add 2d8 radiant damage. <laughs> Four. 14 magical okay. 5 radiant, 6 fire, and 12 poison. Poison does not seem to do anything at all. Okay. Um, but everything else seems to do what you would expect it to do. Okay. What did the poison? poison? Poison did not work. Okay, like that. Yep. He kind of turns to you. Um, and it's clear he's, like, looking at you because it's, like, you're not one of the crew that he was supposed to be moving. Um, and he's just going to try to stab you through the gut. Is he moving back? Um, he will. Okay, the first one to hit you is going to be a 20 to hit. No. The second is a 21. Yep. The third is the a 24. Yep. And the fourth is a... 22. Yep. Damn. It doesn't matter. So I'm going to go ahead and roll it in. I haven't pulled around that one. Uh, uh, you know what? It's up. Damn. Sushi's got the backhand going today. Shuffle her forward on. Oh, she got That's okay. She's going to be gone in just a second. She's there. She vanishes. She vanishes. Yes. Is there anything left over? Not that you can see. Is she with like, the uh, uh, shit left? Um, you guys do see one of the demons pick something up. You could make a roll for it because your passive perception is so high, but it would be really because you're not paying attention, you're being stabbed at. He picks up a coin. <clears throat> 34. He picks up a coin. He does pick up a coin. He picks up a coin. Son of a bitch. More money. <laughs> he goes like money, 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 money. <laughs> Mr. Krabs. That guy is next. Um, that brings us to Gage. Hey there. You probably hear the players talking about soul coins. So these are a really big deal, and I'll probably talk about them a couple times throughout the episode. The big thing that happens with soul coins is in my games... If somebody dies, a creature, player, NPC, demon, monster, any of the stuff that might go down, if it dies, it turns into a soul coin. Now, there's some wiggle room for player characters because they don't usually stay dead for very often, but creatures that are actually dead turn into soul coins. And in this world, soul coins are currency. They can be used to purchase travel, to to eat, to drink, to stay in an inn, it's basically like gold, copper, and electrum. I'll talk about a couple different types of soul coins coming up, 
but the three you're going to hear the most often are Elysium coins, Rehenian coins, and Infernal coins. Elysium coins have a symbol on them that kind of looks like the Wi-Fi symbol, a little circle with three arches over top. Rehenian coins have three interlocked triangles, and Infernal coins have something that kind of looks like a sickle of sorts with a diamond on it. Now, these are worth different things to different characters, so I can't really give a value to you. The important thing is Elysian coins come from souls that were meant to be in Elysium should they have died. Elysium is kind of like the heaven of this world. Rehenian coins come from creatures that belong in Rena's Rehenna, hell. Infernal coins are new to the players, and they actually have only found them when they have defeated green demons thus far. I think that's all you need to know about them right now, but don't worry, there will be more coming up. Alright, so, I'm not sure how far away I've been, but... Roughly 30 feet from like the take... center of the map. So this would be 15. Clara, yeah. Right. And Gage is going to cast Prismatic Wall. Okay. Ooh. He's going to put it... So I'm not... I can't curve it or anything, but I'm going to do a sphere. I'm going to okay. have it surround so like it's going to basically right at their feet okay uh, around the demons there now i can designate who it affects and who it doesn't so i'm okay. saying all my friends all the kids soon are not going to be affected by it okay so but it's a circle around these dudes yeah but it's, it's going to be in front of their feet so it's going to be oh okay around a circle the around the, the okay oh device. i see yeah that makes sense now that one kid soon is going to be within it but she but be pushed into the center. She's not affected by yeah. it. Yeah. And so the demons can't, if they want to do anything to make her do something, they have to go through the prismatic wall to do it. Right. Okay. I like this plan. This is a good plan. He's this plan. I brought you along, Gage. <laughs> I'm trying. And um, if any of them want to try to go through the wall, let me know and we'll have some fun. Okay. Can they see the wall? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's bright. It's 100 That's what I was wondering. Is it it's a rainbow. It's a rainbow. Or uses it right off. Spring. First magic wall. <laughs> Ninth level spell. Just really nearly uses it. <laughs> yeah. It's for shows. It's a background. Well, I mean, it's a, uh, it's a half god kid. Salem is going to fly right next to UL. She's like, this doesn't really feel like our fight. They're making it our fight. I think you should get used to it, UL. It seems like they're going to make a lot of things our fight. Oh, yeah. I do my bonus action to fortify too, by the way. Perfect. Well, then I'll just be here. And she holds an action for also if something comes to you guys. Okay, so last game I talked a little bit about Clara and Salem's relationship. This game it's important, I think, that we talk a little bit about UL and Salem's relationship. UL is the ancestral son, so to speak, of Ethereal and Mythos. Ethereal was good friends with Reyna, just as he was good friends with Aaron. There was a lot of balance to the character Ethereal, and so he ended up getting along with both sides of the good versus evil debate. He kind of sat as the nice middle ground. When UL came into existence, and Ethereal and Mythos were no longer able to take care of UL, several characters kind of stepped up as UL's voluntary parents. The number one character who stepped up is Sutek, and I'll talk about him a little bit later. The other two people who really stepped up were Aaron, Orin's mother, and Reyna, Salem's mother. They both had a very special relationship with Ethereal, so it was kind of only natural that they would step in and take care of UL. 
Because of this, Uel and Salem kind of grew up almost like brother and sister. Now, albeit Salem was a little bit older when Uel came into existence, but they, for the most part, get along and have become pretty decent friends. You'll see that throughout the series. They really do care about each other to a certain extent. I think that's all you need to know for now, but if there's more, we'll get into it later. Um, see, that's why I always keep saying Uel. Okay, um... So, yeah, I suppose that would, that would at least be something you would do. Um, so, Yuel will kind of roll his, roll his eyes and be like, all right, well, if we're doing something, I suppose we might as well. Um, and he is going to gesture outwards, and a single point of light is going to spring from his hand. Hey there, friendly neighborhood DM. So... We ordered some food and the doorbell rang and the lady talking over the recording kind of corrupted the whole audio. So I'm really sorry. Basically all that happened is UL thought about his turn a little bit longer and decided on something else. Thanks. The uh, moment time there actually gave me a, a chance to kind of change my idea of what I was going to do. So instead of, um, instead of that, what he's going to do is... Um, uh, he's going to lift off off the uh, the ground again. Uh, he raises his hand up over his head, and a moon shaped um, kind of like when he has moon moonbeam, a uh, uh, moon shaped sphere of light appears over this area. Okay. Um, but then from it, um, uh, but then from it, it starts like pouring out a white mist. So he is going to cast um, his signature spell, Moon Mist. Okay. So in a 30-foot radius, which he is going to try to position so it gets as many without getting engaged yeah. as possible, because <laughs> he knows that inconveniences him, um, uh, he will cast uh, Moon Mist on that area as best as he can. Uh, any creature that is a shapeshifter returns to its uh, natural form. And and I apologize, I cannot remember the uh, the line that I had, had for it in terms of the <laughs> verbal and my brain is not working right. So, You're okay. Um, so creatures of his choice, so the demons that start their turn um, in the mist, uh, will automatically take one d6 radiant damage, uh, and then creatures of his choice, so any of the kitsune, will automatically uh, regain one d6 health. Okay. At the beginning of their turn. At the beginning of their turn. Okay. Yes. So you do watch kind of as this mist seeps out of the out of the sky, basically, right? <laughs> it sort of seeps to the ground. And as it begins to roll over the kitsunes, all of them start turning into true form kitsunes, um, which are anthrop anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. Thank you. Foxes. Um, Gage, something that's surprising is they range, especially the younger ones, obviously. So there's a few kids there, and you can see they have like one tail. Um, but then the eldest, who you actually can now tell a little bit more apart, this guy, he has 12 tails. Um, Only two people Gage knows of as that Zoda and Elias. He's at whatever level he is, that becomes apparent. Uh, Most of the other ones range from six to nine um, in terms of tail number, unless they're the younger ones. Um, And then they have one to three in those. Um, And for the NPC's purposes, uh, since Gage is a ninth level spell, all his nine tails are out now. Okay. Okay. So previously I said I would talk about Kitsune Tales, and I think now is a great time to do it. Kitsune Tales can range anywhere from 1 to 9, typically. Any Kitsunes that have tails 
that equate to a number larger than nine, something crazy happened or they got it through some sort of magical means. The first tale is really special to Kitsune because it basically means that they've come into their magic naturally, even if they're a fighter class. Kitsune have inherent magic, so it's something that's really cool that as they grow in levels, they grow tail numbers. Between one and four, it's not really a big deal in terms of magical progression, but from five to nine, it's rapid fire increasing of power. A nine-tailed kitsune is considered the highest rank you can be without having some sort of special circumstance. So when you see a kitsune with 12 tails, it means something incredible in terms of magic finesse and magic power. Usually this comes from either living an anciently long life and studying magic the entire way, or it comes from a god's blessing or boon. For the most part, that's all you really need to know about Kitsune Tales. The higher the level a Kitsune is, the more magical ability they have, and usually often they'll hide those extra tales as to not show off just how powerful they are. Okay, I think that's all. Thanks. Um, that you, a few of them, you know, take notice of you, and it seems like a relief that there's another Kitsune in the area, at least, that might understand what's going on. The demons do not shift. They stay nasty, ugly, and emerald green. <laughs> and it's not their turn yet. Or really, that's on a recording. <laughs> ah. Ah. Oh, and also, if, if any of my allies, I will also designate if any of my allies uh, enter, decide to enter the mist, uh, they will also be affected. Okay. Okay. Stay, step again. Go for it. Twenty-three hit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm, I'm not gonna bother rolling the poison. Wait, have I, um, can't remember if I've used my, my reaction. Uh, last round. round. Last round. round. Okay, yes, then I use my reaction and you get 2d8. 2d8. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. 10 magical slashing. Um, 8 fire. Okay. And 7 radiant. I just want to say, every time you guys hit this guy, you get equal to 25 damage. Hmm. I guess I'll just have to roll really high on that d6. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, that all you got, man? Um, did I use all my target toss You used a lot of them. Yeah, I think you used... Like, <laughs> you handed them out like candy. Yes, this is not a one shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Adam, were, were you expecting to rest? <laughs> so, <laughs> me. so, Clara. There ain't no rest. Um, okay, uh, Clara is going to eventually. Where's my signature spell? There, right. just going to consider it. If uh, if I stand like directly in the middle, um, can one. I get both of these guys within thirty feet of me? The two furthest. Yeah. If I stand directly in the middle of them. If you stand, like, right in the middle, I think you could get them both. Okay. Then she's going to move right there, then. Right next to the 12-tailed dude, who looks very surprised at any of this. <laughs> she goes, hi! I And then, um, so she will cast, uh, first, she will cast um, Sacred Flame on this dude. Okay. Uh. 
and that is um it is a deck save, and I forgot to have you do that last time. I That's apologize. okay. We'll call it even. Deck save. You got a twenty-four. <laughs> Yay! Wow. Never mind. Call it even. She also casts Yuletide Song. Yeah, it's almost like my Um, which means. I am utter a divine word imbued with the power that shaped the world at the dawn of creation. Wow. I get to choose any number of creatures I can see within range, which is three feet, so these four dudes. Okay. Um, and they must make a charisma saving throw. Okay. <laughs> a natural 20. Ah. A natural 19, so a 23. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a 13 does not and a natural one. Okay, so the 13 and the 1, whoever they are. Okay, so both of them, um, if they are 100 hit points or fewer, um, are, is anybody 100 hit points or fewer? No, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys have not hit those dudes yet. Okay. It's awesome. What was the magic word, though? Divine word. Oh, um, no, it was Yuletide song, so I sang, um, I sang Yuletide, I guess. I was like, Yuletide! <laughs> <laughs> you can't see that you're standing next to is now a little bit less sure that you're about to save their lives. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that was a completely wasted turn. I feel happy. <laughs> it's okay. Clara's young still. It's a learning process. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I realized after I cast it, I was like, I bet you there are more than 100 hit points. But, I mean, the rest of us are just like, oh, that's great. <laughs> so, it just washes over them. Nobody oh, knows what happens. Oh, this joyous feeling in the middle of the um, So it is their turn. So he's got a thing, and then my prismatic wall got a thing on their turn. Okay. Oh, even if they haven't done anything to it? Uh, yeah. Okay. And by there, you mean the demons? It is the demons, friend. Okay. So for mine, they gotta make a constitution saving throw or be okay. blinded. That's fine. Is <laughs> there to block? Um, it will be three of them that would be affected by the wall. By the wall, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm sorry, mine. I apologize. Okay. They're in the so, Sarissa, I'm gonna allow you to look again. Okay. Um, these two. Right there are both nat 20s, right? Oh, Jesus. Okay. So <laughs> these two got natural 20s, and this guy got a 19. All right. Um, with their natural 20s, are they 22 or more? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they win. But the other guy's nine. Okay. And is it mm -hmm. these three that are in my, my mess? Uh, yes. Yeah. One, two, three. Four. Four. Okay, so those two each take four radiant damage, and this one okay. takes three radiant damage. Oh, you actually have to roll each for seven. Yeah. Okay. It's their turn, though, now. Right? Yep. Okay. Let me know if any of them want to start going through that wall. For the sake of your They can speak. see it, so they're, they're ugly, not dumb. <laughs> um, Same. They're gonna turn into the one who just screams. <laughs> <laughs> Very loudly. <laughs> She's still standing there, but you will tell. 
<laughs> they just like walk up like, like yeah. I don't understand why nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> Something usually happens. <laughs> we, need, we need Crystal here to explain. <laughs> Also, gingerbread men also have less than 100 pounds. Oh, no, I don't attack gingerbread men. I don't do that. I do don't. You don't? I don't. I attack toy soldiers, but I do not attack gingerbread men. I have not eaten a gingerbread man since. <laughs> Somebody's got some problem. All right. Hey there, friendly neighborhood DM. Okay, so you probably just heard Clara give a whole speech about gingerbread men. This actually comes from a one-shot that Sarissa ran for us for Christmas, in which we found out that Clara has a secret fear that every gingerbread man that she's ever taken a bite out of is actually alive. She takes a little nibble now, just to make sure, but in the one-shot, basically, she faced off against a horde of angry gingerbread men and has since developed a fear of gingerbread men coming alive and wanting revenge for her eating their oh-so-tasty brethren. Does like, so uh, a 29 hit you? Mm-hmm. Just a 27, a 27, and a 20. 20 does not hit! <laughs> Are you uh, invulnerable to hit? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Could I steal... I, it's like so cold damage? Is that, is that yeah. what you're saying? Can I steal 2d8? Very careful because she might come back at you with biscuits and gravy for revenge. So I'm assuming those two dudes have reach. Um, what do you mean? Those two. They're not attacking her. Oh, that one did all those? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. These are not the red demons. Mm, I'm realizing that. These are not the, are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> Sutek was just brought up again, so now I think it's a good time to probably talk about him. Sutek is kind of like our Loki. He's a trickster god. He's the god of lust and love and all that fun stuff. He kind of took over as UL's main caretaker when Ethereal was gone. Sutek had really stepped up during the final battle, and he just kind of seemed like a natural choice, and he became very protective of UL. And so most people backed him. Neither Reyna nor Aaron really had a problem with him taking the lead. Sutek is a lot of things, but for the most part, he's really trying to become someone that everyone could trust. And I think UL really gave him that chance. I'm sure he's bound to come up more, but for now, that's what we've got. Oh. And start attacking. Oh. What? Their operation's been interrupted. They have orders. Which one are you going to This guy. Oh, he's so bad. <laughs> Well, she might be first. 
probably not for me. Can I steal those DAs again? Oh, Plus that other one you've got right there. And could I take one from the two, please? Thanks. You need a DA. <laughs> yeah, she's not a baby. She's got four tails. She's kind of up there. These guys hit one five million times. Yeah. She's not unconscious, but she doesn't look good. I expect her to be straight up dead. Good for her. Good for her. Um, that's him. That dude's blind. This guy's gonna just keep trying to force ladies forward. Um. Hey there, friendly neighborhood DM. Just figured I'd help set the scene a little bit. The players are looking at a map right now, and what they can see on the map is a line of kitsune. There's 20 or so of them, ranging in age from childhood all the way up to ancient 12-tailed kitsune. Gage is from an area where kitsune have become kind of scarce, and so for him to see this many kitsune all in one place is a really exciting thing. The fear, though, is that with this many kitsune all in one place, something dangerous is very bound to happen. In terms of the scene, they're all being lined up and led towards this sort of altar, which I will describe a little bit more when it comes into play. It is the kitsune's turn now. Okay. They um, go right after the demons. How many of them are uh, um, right now, I mean, a lot of them look like they've taken minor damage, but she is the only obviously super hurt one. This one, Clara, is healed for the most part. Do you want me to roll for them individually, or just roll one dice? For just them? roll one dice. Okay. Take we'll it last, everybody, yeah. Two! Two! Woo! Okay. Um... If they spend the whole minute in the spell, they get basically greater restorative. So that's right, cool. that's fair. Um, Gage. It's your turn, dude. Okay. Gage is getting upset because now it gets into the attack. And since there is a uh, lovely moon mist, Gage will turn to UL. UL! So, in the future, if I ever do this, you don't need to worry about the mist. And he literally lifts up off the ground, and he starts glowing. His eyes start glowing a silvery blue. Um, and at the end of all of his nine tails, wisp of silvery blue flame starts erupting. And it's kind of like, you know, like Dragon Ball Z, when they're like powering up and they've got this energy field around them. Mm -hmm. So that happens, and then he turns kind of blinding bright and shifts forms. So Gage just showed the party a picture, which I'll describe to you. For the most part, it is this elegant white kitsune that has these beautiful markings and a collar with a white star on it. He has this sort of beautiful glow about him. It's a very elegant look. Most kitsune actually have a true form that's an anthropomorphic fox. Gage is special in the sense that when he goes into true form, he's actually a small little fox. It was a powerful gift from his father when his father became a god for a brief time. He's pretty proud of this form, and in this form he actually has two huge white sort of angel wings that fold around him. 
and he's able to fly, speak, cast spells, do all the things that any normal kitsune could do in full form. But he has this blessing of a form that was a gift from his father. But he's got this glow about him, and this necklace pops up with the white star name on it. Oh, love it. And then he turns back to you all once he's done. I don't need my hands to cast now. Well, then you're fine to go through the mist, I suppose. <laughs> that, that's new. <laughs> that's that's fine. Enjoy. <laughs> so that will be, and I cast it at fifth level all for your Thank your you. knowledge, so that I, I'm going to be able to cast fifth level cleric spells. Okay. Um, and he can fly now, so he's going to fly up 30 feet. Okay. Yep, and the spell is called the Avatar of the White Star. Love it. Um, and then are you doing anything else? Is it? I don't think I have. I can't cast a bonus action spell because that is I'm a spell. Person, so. I can't see. Okay, you got a few turns. So what I'll actually will do is I'll do the Magician's Armor. We'll go into burst mode. Okay. Alright, that's me. Sounds like I really still don't get to how this is our problem. Just like that, if we're all playing the game, um, and she will cast a finger of death at the one Orin is dealing with. Mm -hmm. a save. Give him a finger of <laughs> Basically, she does. She just flips him off. <laughs> He's pretty focused on Orin, but somehow it still hurts. She does 73 damage to that dude. And he falls dead. Well, actually, he doesn't. Because um, when they die, oh God. he rises as a zombie oh. under her control. Oh, okay. I was like worried they were going to explode. It was like, yeah, we're not saving any of these. <laughs> so he kind of just stands there looking very dead and sunken. It almost seems like he kind of decomposes after just a few minutes. And Salem's like, so, are we done, or do we keep going? This is kind of boring. Clara goes, we have to save them, Salem! Why? Find it within your heart! I don't have one. <laughs> Salem, you do. Method of um, curiosity, really. Huh. Uh, he is going to cast Mind Sliver okay. on, uh, let's say, this one. Okay. Um... So it needs to make an intelligence saving throw. Okay. And a nineteen. Uh, just failed. So. Um, so then it takes. Why did I click away from it? Uh, so it just takes eleven psychic damage. Eleven psychic damage. Okay. Stop! Don't worry, just take eleven psychic damage. I'm freaking out. <laughs> Wait, he takes eleven. Um, does anything else happen to him? Um, uh, if it needs to make another saving throw before the end of my next turn, it subtracts one d4 from it. So. Okay, sounds good. Or er, no. And then he's just going to kind of saunter up, like, vaguely up here, since, like, the battle's moving that way. He's just kind of suffering. Right. Okay. He doesn't seem to show any actual haste, though. Alright. I'm gonna move up, okay, um, to be within 30 feet of everybody, if I can, if I can. That's you. <laughs> He's gonna like stand in there. Does he want to take a time of opportunity? It doesn't matter. The big dude? The guy understands. Oh, he does not. <laughs> Salem looks like she's thinking about it, but she doesn't say anything. <laughs> wow. 
to, uh... I am the daughter of the <laughs> Queen of Hell. Stop expecting me to be a good person. <laughs> no. If Manuel's gonna change Salem's dark heart, it will be Clara. I don't even need I to... will rip yours out. I don't <laughs> want to change your heart. I just want to make it grow bigger. There isn't one. <laughs> your girl said all size bigger. <laughs> And her heart went three sizes that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. I'm gonna do it. It's a dark. It's a dark heart. Though, so. Do you just get a natural twenty? Yes. Okay. Girl. Uh-huh. I'm including the zombie guy. Interesting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um. So that twenty. Is her uh, heart dark though? So you just. Twenty-six. You know, a bigger dark heart. That's all. You've hit 16? No. About a 23? Yes. And a 19? Um, yes. I lost track. Uh, you've hit all of them at this point. <laughs> you missed one, missed. yeah, but you, you've done enough. <laughs> you've done, you've done enough. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> sprites appear. Um, two are in red and white and smell vaguely of peppermint for anyone nearby. And the other two are in purple and they smell like plum. Sugar plum! <laughs> hey guys, Friendly Neighborhood DM here. You're probably going to notice that with a lot of spells, they don't exactly do or look the way they do in the book. I'm a really big fan as a DM of letting my players flavor their spells to more fit their character. So you'll hear stuff like, for example, Clara's Spirit Guardians. Them being actual pixies is not in the spell, but we thought it might be a really cool concept if Clara's Spirit Guardians were actually sugar plum and peppermint fairies that her mom blessed her with. You'll hear it a lot with Uel, with Orin, You'll even hear a lot of it with Gage because he's built a custom class for flavoring. Don't be surprised if you hear something that doesn't sound right according to D&D rules. Um, I'm a pretty generous DM when it comes to homebrew content, so if something doesn't sound quite right, it's probably because we talked about it in advance so that the player could do something really special with their character. Clara regains four health. For the start of your turn. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, creature speed is halved. Yep. Uh, if they enter the area or if it starts its turn on the area, 
then it makes a wisdom saving throw. Okay. And uh, that, I don't have a bonus action that's not a spell, so that's it. Okay. So we'll start over here. This dude is going to stab her again. I can see the own signs. He does um, not seem interested in the non-Kitsune folk. Yeah, you do notice, Gage, that several of them are looking at you now. I wonder why. <laughs> they started paying attention. Reaction and do full bloom. I think it's full bloom. Okay. No, uh, trading blossom. That's fine. I'm going to give her three AC. Okay. He, she got a, uh, he got one natural 20 on oh, her. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> um, and the other one hits. But it did stop two of them. Oh, that's good. Um, so she does fall to the ground. Um, she's not dead, that you can tell, but she's at least unconscious. She has not turned into a coin, which would be your main indicator that whatever's final here did not happen. Same one. Um, this guy's still blind, so he's just going to take... What does blind do? continue on his path <laughs> until he bumps into someone and oh. I'm just going to try to stab him. No, no, he's not. Go ahead and do your <laughs> He can't see them, so he's not avoiding them. 31 radiant damage. Okay. Then he's going to strike that casing four times. And then he he has disadvantage because he's blind, right? Uh, he does. Um, so he still only hits once. It's not the old kitsune No, it's, it's the kids. woman next to him. She has nine. Oh, she's a niner. She's a 23, a 22, and a nat one. So one dude fails. Yeah, so one dude takes the 31, and the others take 15. Okay. Uh, round up in player favor. Okay, so this is 16. Okay. Hey guys, you probably just heard a brief discussion on player favor. When it comes to damage rolls and a lot of saving throws, I tend to lean on the side of player favor in terms of getting the best story out of my players. It can be really fun when you're playing to like miss a shot or to not do as much damage, but for me as a DM, I like to see my players succeed because it genuinely means they're having a good time at the table and the story is progressing. So if it ever seems like our math is a little bit off, it's probably because I'm rolling in player favor. I think that's all you need to know for now. Thanks. It's their turn. Um, he is going to... He is going to try to avoid the wall, but he is going to try to stab her. So if you want to make your wall... Yeah, like, He's got a job to do. I thought they were smart. Well, yeah, maybe the higher ups are saying what they're supposed to be doing. Layer number one, which is red. So he'll need to, well, let's see. Creature takes 10d6 fire damage on a failed save. I'm going to save you some time. He's immune to it. Okay. Fire damage. Fair beans. Good thing you didn't do your fireball. That's going to be acid damage. Um... I have bad news. <laughs> oh no! We got a few more layers to Keep go. Going. <laughs> Yellow will be lightning damage, which doesn't matter if he has resistance. He can do. You can do lightning damage. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, um, let's see. All right. Um, so he makes a deck save. He got a twenty-four. He passes, but it'll be half damage. Okay. 
couple references to Clara being kind of stressed out when it comes to winter, which does seem silly since she's from the realm of winter. In one of our previous one-shots, she met this character named Atlas, who was brought up in the first episode and a little bit in this episode too. He and Clara kind of fell head over heels for each other, and they're very much in this like cute little new romance. The big thing that just happened though recently is... Clara had a nightmare about Atlas getting stolen away, about Atlas freezing to death, and she's a little concerned that with this upcoming layer of hell that might be colder, that she's going to see one of her dreams come true. So when she's really stressed out and really nervous about these winter levels, it's not so much because she doesn't like the snow, but because she's scared of what might be frozen there. Okay, that's all. Thanks. 32 cold damage. Okay. Alright, we got two more layers, and these are the fun ones. Let's do it. Alright, so indigo. On a failed save, the creature is restrained. It must then make a constitution statement throughout the end of each of its turns. So they get to make a save? Initially it does. Yeah. Um, if it is successfully saved three times, spell ends. If it fails its save three times, it permanently turns to stone. Um, successes appear don't meet the second. Time, while this layer is in place, spells can pass through the wall. Okay, so first he makes his deck save. Okay. <clears throat> his deck save was a 22. Oh, he got it just on his deck 22. Sorry, Greg. It's like maybe I thought these monsters could deal with you guys. Alright, fine. And it doesn't work. Alright, so. <laughs> Okay, make another deck save for Violet. Um, this one is going to be a 23. Gosh darn it! <laughs> My dice are good tonight. Apparently. Okay, well he made it through all the layers, little asshole. Cool! <laughs> and he is going to stab her. Well, that works way better than he's just going to make her go forward. Um, that works so much better. I don't even have to stab her. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll... No. He's got a shot of getting that girl through, too. He won't stab anybody. He just looked very threatening. Mm -hmm. So he went, Clara, have I stabbed you yet this turn? It's like lifetimes. Life. Okay, let's go ahead and stab Clara. <laughs> so it's going to be a 29 to hit you. Mm -hmm. 27 to hit you. Mm -hmm. And 21 to hit you. And a 22 to hit you. Mm -hmm. Th
Clara. We're going to re-roll them, so disadvantage. 62 damage. What? I can't heal yeah, myself. Can't heal yeah, her cape that lets her do super healing. How much damage? 62. Take the cloak off. <laughs> Take the cloak off! <laughs> <laughs> Clara strips. It's not against the rules. Okay, so. Oh, are you hurt already? Going to add another 12 damage to that. Because you are already bleeding right here. They're called blood letters, as Raina told you guys last time. I thought that meant that they would let us have our blood. That's no, it means. means they let the blood leave you. It's a bit big misunderstanding. We need to sit down with them and clarify. Yeah, that's fine. You sit down and he'll start, start explaining it. Um, on a scale from 170 to 1, Clara's at about a 22. <laughs> Does anybody have healing on this Tisa Sesquire? Right, you do. It's the Kitsune's turn, okay. so if you want to roll healing, the really bad Oh, now. six form. Okay. Um, she is conscious again. She is gone. And you see him pick up a coin. Hey again, guys. So previously I told you I would talk about soul coin altars, and I think this is a great time to talk about them now. Throughout the nine layers of hell, there are actually a couple places where these soul coin altars exist. Basically where demons can force other creatures upon them, and using a certain spell and a certain ritual can turn the creature immediately into a soul coin rather than going through the process of killing them or fighting them. They can kind of just trick their way into these altars in order to get soul coins out of them. A lot of weird, kind of darker factions of the Nine Layers use these so that they can gain lots of currency really quickly. It's hard to tell why these demons are using Kitsunes for it, but that'll probably be revealed later on. I'm starting to feel ballsy enough. Do so I also get that healing at six or no? Uh, at the beginning of your turn. Okay. Not the six off the roll, but. Yeah. Um, she can like that. will stand up. This kid's gonna back up. Like, oh, hello. Um, she brings us to Gage. Can my um, spirit guardians go through the dome? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Like, um, for all the Kitsune and my allies, you guys and stuff, you, you can pass through it, you can do whatever you want. Okay. Because it doesn't affect you at all. Cuckoo. From what we noticed when they were going to the platform, they had to go to the center. They had to go to the center. Okay. So there is technically a space... Right next to the right. kids. Right, like you have to stand right here first, yeah. and then the center is a second five feet away. Okay, so I'm gonna fly down <clears throat> okay. and land between the the disc and the kids and girl right in front of Mr. D. Okay. Like you were just saying, you were gonna land on the center, and I was like, I'm a bird, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, game. <laughs> 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 Do it! Zoom's like, I'm sure it's fine! It seems peaceful! Oh god! <laughs> you can be sure they don't get on it if you do that. <laughs> At least for one round! Alright, and then... Um, like, hypothetically six seconds. <laughs> and now I'm going to look look at the, the kitchen girl and this. Whatever you do, do not get in the center. Fight! And then he's going to... Instead of attack the demon, he's got, because Clara's like dying, um, he's going to send out a mass cure wounds okay. in the center and try to cover as many people as I can with it. Go for it. 
So um, the woman seems a little confused. Are you speaking? You're speaking common, I assume, right? For her, I'm speaking Sylvan. Okay. She does not seem as confused. Yeah. Uh, mask your wounds. Orin knows what he's saying. You do. I do too. No. <laughs> <laughs> she just seems pretty terrified. So, she doesn't really say anything back. She's just, it seems like she just seems relieved that at least for a second she's not on the next one to vanish. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you let them push you in there, you will. Uh, so don't, don't do that. Look. <laughs> we have this character was under attack, and that's mm-hmm. Clara, and that one was under attack. Yes. And we got Orin there. So yeah, so I should be a little 30, 30 foot spear. Should be able to pretty much hit everyone around there, right? I think so. Alright, so that's going to well, be... Well, a 30-foot sphere? 30-foot sphere. Is it same radius? 30-foot radius here. It's okay. a 60-foot radius okay. sphere. There we go. Um, sure gains. But so is it centered on yourself or centered somewhere else? Because um, that still matters. I can choose... Because, like, 30 feet, I would say, could get you to Orin, but it's not going to get you all the way to this. Cool. It's it's a wave of healing energy washes out from a point of my choice within okay. range. If you pick, like, range. Clara, you could get all those people. Yeah. So that'll be 10 okay. healing to everyone. 10 healing to everybody? Yeah, within that, but except for the That's you too, Clara. And then I'll bonus action the Magician's Armor for... Uh, if you had the damage for the The 45 okay. position. It's a good plan. Anything else? That's it. Salem kind of flies up to you, though. She's like, this is slowing us down. How long is Kruhiri supposed to wait, Orin? It's only been a minute. Shut it. Whatever. And I she'll just kind of watch. Uh, I'm sorry, that was rude. It's only <laughs> been a minute, Salem. Just give me a minute. We've had a minute. Give me another minute. Technically, it's been like half a minute. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't know. It was a, another two healing because I got confused from okay. um, one of the items versus my spell. So you get an extra two hit points. And anyone else, you aren't. Yeah, I'm keeping track of them. Actually, you know, Salem kind of looks around. And she's like, you guys got this, I'm sure. And you, you actually see her go over here and pick these two items up. <laughs> Son of a bitch, Salem does my 24 counts of perception. Oh, Salem. absolutely. She's not being sneaky about it. She's like, you'll thank me later. Uh, <laughs> and that brings us to you. Right. You all seem, at, like, he seems content to stay where he is. Um, but at least uh, Orin and, <laughs> and Salem, like, since she's right there, would notice him, like, kind of, like, like folding his arms like he's not going to do anything. But then he's like, ah, fine. Um, <laughs> and then he's going to run over here. And take kind of a half-hearted swing at the demon. Go for it. Uh, is it safe to assume that a 29 half-heartedly hits? A 29 half-heartedly hits. Okay. <laughs> hey guys, I just wanted to let you know that in this little section right here, we had this weird audio hiccup that just kind of lost a little bit. But don't worry, you didn't really miss anything important. I just wanted to explain why you hear a weird jump in the audio. Okay, thanks. Bye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then that is going to be eight uh, magical slashing okay. and three radiant. Um, awesome. Gage, give it your best shot. Orin, give it your best shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Try that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just want it. <laughs> if you don't want another shot, then you take it. Okay. Um, <laughs> How rough is this guy looking? Pretty rough. Pretty rough? Pretty rough. You got this? No. <laughs> you was like, what the like hell? Man, you got this? As Raphael says, yes, UAL's got this. But UAL says, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> I'm not a fighter. Okay, well, you just yeah, did it really hard. Off the arm. <laughs> um, how hurt are you, Corn? Are you still really hurt? I'm at 34. Okay, I'm going to... You got this. Absolutely not. You, you got this. <laughs> like, hypothetically, be a bardic inspiration if you're trying to inspire you, right? <laughs> yes. You get flanking? I feel encouraged. But uh, as you start to run away, he is going to slash at you. Okay, okay. go ahead. Rude. <laughs> Take your turn. Offensive. That's like I'll remember this one. Tiny skirt by ghosts. Lovely. Here he is. That was unhelpful. A ghost already? Really? Just gonna be my friend. She's just got supposed started. to be friend. 29 to hit. That hits. <laughs> Jesus. Very explicit. <laughs> 12 magical slashing. 12. Apparently, this doesn't do anything but six fire. Okay. Of which they're apparently they're immune to. Apparently. They should really used to that as hell. Did you slashy slashy? Slashy slashy. 2d8 radiant. Yeah. You're including the stuff from your blessing, right? Yeah. 16? Wait, the... Yeah, but that's radiant. Is it radiant for this season? I can't remember. Um, that was just 16 radiant. The size of still the standing. Wait. Okay. I as a bonus <laughs> action. As a bonus action, I'm going to cloak myself in fey magic that makes me want to serve me. Ooh. Ooh. Is it a save? Yeah. I thought so. <laughs> Wisdom saving three, you got an 18. Okay, what's your command? Bow. Hello again. So again, we had another audio hiccup. I swear I'm working on it for episode three. But I wanted to let you know what happened. Orin points his finger at the head demon and utters but a single word. Bow. The creature starts to succumb to his will struggling to even stay standing just for six more seconds before dropping a knee. It lowers its head, and before Orin can decide what to do next, the creature is slain. Clara! Yeah! The sugar plum Oh, you get through that. If she scoots around him to here, will she get this guy? Yeah. Okay. That's what she's gonna do. Or they're both gonna get her. Uh, so that was movement. Just be sure that all of them are He's like, that's not within 15 feet of me anymore. Okay, so before I do that, can I stay here and get that guy too? Before I move? In my snowfall? In your snowfall? It's a 30 foot radius. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. Go for it. Uh, they need to make a DC 15 con save. I'm sure they can help me. 
They did get two nat ones. Yeah. Nat one. Um, so two fives, a 17, and a 19. Okay, so two save, but they did nat one, so go ahead and double it. Um, wow, nice. Uh, so that is 11. Whoa, that's a four. Uh, what goes up must come down. 13. <laughs> 17. Okay. 26 cold damage. Okay. To the two that failed? Yeah. Okay. What's that doing? Uh, it's light snowball, but it for enemies it causes uh, 5d4 cold damage. Uh-huh. They're getting frostbitten. And it moves to the snow. And then you moved, right? And then you moved. Into yes. There. Okay. Anything else? And then, as a bonus action... I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon Okay. at level 2, <laughs> obviously. Uh, I think it has to be at level 4 to do 2d8 damage, right? I think so. Okay, so we're going to do it at level 4. Okay, where are you putting it? Clara really doesn't care about herself all that much. Um, she she must run in the family line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's going to put her... <laughs> Uh, Hey guys, I think it might be a little bit important to explain Clara's family tree. You're hearing a lot of names like Ariella, Ava, Ira, and although those are all really important people in her life, not all of them are family. Ariella is Clara's mother. She's the goddess of Yuletide, she was once a famous adventurer, and she traveled with a woman named Ava, or Evangelina if we're getting fancy. They were amazing adventurers, they traveled together for a very long time, and so naturally when Clara was born, Ava became kind of like her aunt. Ira is another goddess of winter, who just happened to be very good friends with Ariella and Ava, and ended up becoming a really big part of Clara's life. Clara's father, Alex, is not a god, but is a prophet to the goddess of Yuletide, and has become a very major player in the world. Up until now, Clara and Ariella have never really been apart for very long, and Ariella still doesn't know that Clara is gone. The only way she would really know that is with her necklaces, but I'll get to those later. Um, I just thought it might be important that you knew who Ariella was and why she was such a big deal. Thanks. Roll the hit. Um, it's it's Demon's turn, so if you guys yeah. want to do your damages. No. <laughs> Do they get saves for any of us? Dex save, okay. I believe. No, wisdom save, sorry. Um, for those that uh, are not already blinded, another yeah. roll on the constitution. Okay, wisdom um, is 8, 10, 14, 13. 8, 10, 14. They all fail. Okay, those are your damage. So they're blind saves. 30 radiant. 30 radiant. Okay, to all of them. Okay, painting a bow on her. This one? Oh, here, wait, 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 so that oh, guy's that's not actually in the... Is he not one of them? Because he's not in the sphere. Okay, that's good. So pirate, but there's one left. When you summoned the, the uh, spiritual weapon, did you roll the attack for it? Yeah, I missed. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, okay, so all except for one is dead. The one that's going to push Gage into the... <laughs> it's great, isn't it? It's cool. Did you um, 
My spiritual weapon's in the way, though. You rolled the constitution. Yeah, you got a 24. What is with that guy? He's like <laughs> rolling great. Maybe he's the leader. Um, he tails this one all four times. She has four tails. She seems like mostly just terrified of this whole situation. Uh-huh. He hits all four times. Um, Yuel, as, as, like, he sees the, the guy that's going to move, he's going to roll his eyes. <laughs> Silent wall. And he's going to switch places with her. Oh, sorry. My apologies. Uh, so he has to be uh, Yuel's AC. Okay. Um, does he re-roll an attack? Um, no, it's still the same whatever okay. he rolled. It's, um, um, so he got a to hit. He would be 30-something. Yeah. 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 That would end. So she got, he got you there, but the others were super low. She just did 16 magical slashing. Okay. Um, okay. So he's like, ah, I didn't expect that to actually hit me. <laughs> <laughs> he before he found? Yeah, yeah. He did die just before That's he would have found you. Who? Orin would have hated him. Oh. <laughs> it's fair. He was about to go down as a death. Um, okay, that was his turn. Um, the Kitsings, who are not threatened by demons now, are going to quickly back up. That brings us to Gage. Gage looks at you all. Oh, thank you, you all. I was worried that she was going to die. You're welcome, I guess. He's like very inconvenienced. Did not want to get involved with this in the first place. You should, you should feel good. It's a good thing. Being being stabbed does not feel good. Makes you feel good deep in your soul, not on the flesh. No. He was like, I don't feel good about this. I've been stabbed. You will. You're being a hero. Don't make it worse, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Preach. So, um, Gage will do uh, a shocking grasp. Uh, it's going to be a shocking bite. He doesn't have a grasp, so <laughs> he's going to use both paws, just like. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Is it an attack roll, shocking grasp? I forget. It should be. Yeah. yeah. It's like a spell. It's a spell attack roll. Do it. Shock me. You dear, you threw I'm going to bonus action to go burst spell first. Go for it. If they're real agile, I guess we just never used it. Most of the spells my characters have never used. You want your dream. Well, whatever, 17 plus 16. Hits. <laughs> Do your damage. 12 lightning damage. 12 lightning damage. Okay. That's all you got? Yeah, I'm gonna... Um, actually, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna... Now that the, the girl's not there in danger, I'm gonna just, like, fly up and over his head behind him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that all you got? Yep, I did. Alright. Salem's turn. You'll want to thank me later. Don't you have to be that. able to pay passage on Hey there! So, something the players can see but I didn't actually describe is the fact that Salem is taking her turns right now to pick up these soul coins and pocket them. She's not really making an effort to discern which ones are which, but right now she's just collecting as many as she can. The party kind of frowns upon soul coins because of the last time we were all here, but that's a different story for a different time. Can you people souls? Do I know there's soul coins? 
I don't know, Doran have ever seen one before? Like, Gage, I feel like, probably has at least heard or seen of them. Can make an intelligence check. Yeah, I would say you guys could make intelligence checks. Clara, I'm going to say yours is a disadvantage, sweetheart, because you would have never in your life had a reason to see one of these. I was going to say you wouldn't have any reason, but would he actually, from like his time hanging around right now? You could go ahead and make a roll for it. Okay. So with a nat one, they are weird-looking demon coins. But I've seen people turn into them. You've seen that people vanish. People die, vanish, there's a coin there. And um, is it Arcana? Uh, I'm gonna go history intelligence builds. or history. Oh, okay, history. I'll go. Well, either way. Um, Thirty-six. Thirty-six. It's a silver coin. Um, We're pretty sure. So Ivorian looks like he's trying to figure out what those are. Like, they're soul coins, aren't? Soul what do you know what that means? Coins. See, oh, yeah. pretty bitter about soul coins. Look, <laughs> 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 Salem's like it's our soul or theirs, and I'd rather pay the fee with demon souls. I don't think uh, Salem cares which ones are which. <laughs> I care. Well, I, I only care. see a demon soul coin on the ground. None of these kids seems died. Over here, at least. Over here. Thank you, you will. <laughs> That's me. I'm not all bad, right? That's what you all keep saying. You're not, Barb. She's not all uh, bad. You will. <laughs> <It's your turn. laughs> okay, so let's see. She says that she literally puts it's people's bad. souls yeah. in her bag. Clara is like, Clara's like, <laughs> demons. Hey, demons are people too. Demons are people too. Thank you, you will. God, it's like only one of you speaks my language. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. Does anyone else here speak infernal? I speak infernal. <laughs> I do. Clara's like, I'll learn. I will learn Salem. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I will actually say in infernal, yes, I do. That's <laughs> like, it's like you're my brother or something. Uh, I only speak the musical languages. <laughs> infernal is very musical. No, it's not. It's just like punk rock musical. <laughs> He's gonna. It's heavy metal. Shimmy over here. Shimmy shimmy. And then uh, take, take uh, another Go. swing at this, Steven. Go for it. Like a jibby in here, anyway. I mean, it's that or get hit by him at this point. Dirty 20 minutes. Yes. Okay. Orin's gonna sacrifice all. That's seven knuckle slashing and fire minion. Okay. Um, and like as he does that, he's just like. Shut up! And he swings again. Oh. Uh. Okay, um, so that's a 29 hit. That hits. Uh, and let's see, so that is going to be 9 magical slashing and 6 remaining. How do you want to do this? Uh, so he's just going to be like, shut up! And as he does, he's just going to like swing as hard as he can and just like cuts the demon's head off. Just like, Pfft. Kind of hits the ground and fades to ash, and you guys see a little stone up here. Can't be much bigger than a coin, you'd say. Are we out of battle? <laughs> yes. Alright, Clara runs up to UL and gives him a big hug. It's like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you! Just stay in the mist and bandit, put yourself back together. Put yourself back together. Alright. She backs up, she goes, I. Will. <laughs> so the mist lasts for a minute, um, and we've had, what was it, five turns? 
roughly. Okay, so that would have been six. You probably have like thirty. So that's like half of it. So yeah. uh, do you want me to just for uh, healing roll five more times? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, and then we'll take a quick break. Um, and then just apply it to everyone. Yep. Alden's okay. gonna walk over to Salem. Yes, your highness. Demon's castle. Clearly, they've got some points. And she does the whole, like, sitting in midair, like, executive feet up on the desk look. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, these are considered And, um, since Clara was in it from the very beginning, you are a greater restored. So you are a of any curses. Ah! (laughs) Okay. Uh, Not that I know. So Clara, Clara is just like... What the here? Warren's <laughs> <laughs> gonna start picking up coins that he knows specifically. Okay, so that is a point to make real quick. When the last dude did vanish, let me fix it this way back here. Did I say out loud 13 for the viewing? Um, <laughs> no. Okay, but you did now. When he vanished, those two appeared on the ground. Hmm. You can presume that they were the ones. I'm at the exact same health I was when we started this encounter. <laughs> so, so there were there were two kitsunes that turned the coin. Yeah. And when the last dude vanished, two coins fell out of him as well. It's the one one for Beeman and obviously two more, so you could assume that he picked up the other two. Okay, got you I will pick up the other um, demon soul coins. He's okay. getting one of the kids ones. I'm like, leave that. These are not soul coins. These uh, are just markers. Those, uh, those are just markers. Uh, no, just kidding. That one is and this one is. Okay, so before we do much, because there's a lot of grabbing of soul coins, um, are you guys going to kind of compile them or are you guys individually picking them? Okay, uh, UAL was going to, the ones that he picked up, he was going to hand the same ones, so she was collecting them. Okay. Okay. Why, um, so I check on the soul coins, do I know if it's a bad idea for someone to pick them up, especially if they're not a god? All you know is they're their currency. It's money? It's money. Oh, At least more is going to give. I'm going to try this thing just for the status so I'm right now in an avatar. I'm going to try greater restoration on one of them. Go for it. I can't remember when Aaron was here. Was it was like Nebuchadnezzar working for Not much. No. In a room. You guys try to wish, and I don't think that even did it. Um, so I think it's restoration. Like, no, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I feel like Aaron took them all. Okay, so you've probably heard this whole episode references to the players being in Avertus before. In one of our previous campaigns, where a lot of these characters come from, our characters actually went to Avernus and dealt with a lot of these same problems. Our DM at the time handled it a little bit differently than I do. So there's a couple inconsistencies, and that's why the players are often asking questions to clarify. In terms of what they've been discussing during the episode, the major thing that happened when the party came here last was that they were dealing with soul coins. But soul coins were much bigger, much clunkier, and meant a totally different thing in that world. So I just wanted to clarify that when they're asking about big, heavy, bulky coins, those aren't the coins that they're dealing with in this game. In previous trips to Avernus, characters like Eren, Ethereal, Reyna, Elias, several characters that we've played in the past have been here, and they were actually doing really similar stuff. 
They were just trying to get through the nine layers, most of them to find someone they really cared about. The problem is, is that they got to the river sticks and they were unprepared for what the DM had set up as the cost. The cost for the river sticks in that game was sacrificing memories. You had to give up the memory of the thing you loved the most in the whole world just across the river. Now, the problem with this is when you're crossing the river to find your loved one and you forget them, it becomes a really big issue. So in my rendition of this story, they'll have an opportunity to cross these rivers and these different barriers with these soul coins, but sadly, if they were to reach the river without, who knows what the cost might be. For now, I think that's all you really need to know about our previous trips to Avernus, but they were rough, and that's why the players are so stressed out about how to get across these rivers, how to pay fines. They don't really want a repeat of what happened last time. It would be a much more tragic tale in the telling. And the only difference between the demon ones and the kitsune ones is the marking on top. Um, you see, like, Reina's symbol on five of them. You see a kind of strange, it looks infernal, but even knowing infernal very well, it's clearly some sort of sub-infernal marking on it. And then there's one with, like, the symbol of Elysium. The Kitsune ones have the symbol of Elysium on them. Is that the, uh... The Wi-Fi. Yeah. Does, uh, does the Greater Restoration work on the stone? It does not. Um... I am going to engage with your knowledge you would know, at least with the soul coins that you've read or heard about in the past from people like Aaron and Lathander, that they tried a shit ton of magic on these things. Oh, if I had known that, I could take back the Great Restoration then? Yeah, I'll allow it. Okay. Um, so then I will ask Gage, uh, do you think Revivify will work? No. Okay. From what I understand, even Wish doesn't work. So here's what I'll tell you guys. I don't know how you want to carry these if you're doing party loot or splitting it up. There are five Rehenna coins. Um, 13 of the Infernal coins. And two of the Elysian coins. So I, Tim probably, I think I know what that means Tim-wise. Uh, I don't know if Gage would know, but that means that the two kitsune belong to Baldus's You would guess, but you also have a gaggle of kitsune you guys could talk to after our break. Oh shit! Hmm. Your necklace would have lit up. What? Because you're in danger. Because I was, I was, yeah, I was at, um, I was at 22 hit points. Yeah. Say what a. Oh shit. <laughs> 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 Terror. That is a good point. Well, I have like 22 minutes left on this part. We'll get what we can. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know, Ari, what would you have done if your necklace lit up? Okay, it's time to talk about necklaces. So, Ariella and Clara wear matching necklaces. These necklaces are magically enchanted, and what happens is if one of them were to be badly hurt or horribly damaged or even die, the other's necklace would light up, giving them a sort of signal that's like, hey, I'm in trouble. Now, the issue is, is Clara didn't exactly tell her mom she was going on this adventure. So when she just dropped super low in HP and got really hurt, her mother's necklace started glowing, and that's why we see this interaction between her and her mom. For the most part, it only really affects her and Ariella. 
She does have another set with Atlas, but it does different things and it means different things when it's glowing. I'll cover that when it matters. For now, enjoy the show. Moving Colin, Laura. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, that might have been something important to think about before we went into hell. Clara? <laughs> if I answer her, will she know where I'm at? She won't know where you're at. Hi, Mom! <laughs> I'm so totally fine! Total accident! Slipped down some stairs, and there's some spikes and stuff, and... What? Secret testing area in Candle Keep. Did you hear that, Mom? Did you hear Gage? She did not. Did you hear Gage? Gage, Gage said, Gage, Gage said it was a secret, secret training. Where are you lying to me right now? <laughs> Make a persuasion check. She's not lying. Gage did not say that. You can do persuasion depending on what. I don't have deception, so I'm going to do persuasion. Sorry, I'm not expecting you to lie. Uh, it'd be 19 plus a 17. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Ari believes you. You're a good kid who doesn't lie, Clara. I know. She is torn up right now. Oh, you didn't man. technically lie. Gage didn't have sex. I think is like glowing. <laughs> Gage certainly lied. Well, She's like, oh my god, she just downstairs. lied to her mother. I love yeah, you, Mom. Yeah, you did lie about the stairs. <clears throat> when are you coming home? Um, not sure yet. We're, uh, we're, uh, helping Kriheri. Help, yeah, we, we are helping Kriheri. We're helping Kriheri. like having um, the best day. <laughs> uh, Orin's here, uh, so, you know, um, uh, I'm good now, because, you know, um, love you. Hey, love you. Okay, probably soon. Come will do, Mom. <laughs> Inspiration for both of <laughs> As you all collect soul coins and the kids you kind of congregate together trying to figure out what to do, um, this elderly gentleman kind of steps out speaking at all of you. And he's like, um, thank you uh, very, very much. Harden, uh, do, do you know how to get us out of here? We, we were taken from our village. Where is our village? Uh, I, we live in Eden, Ohio. Ohio? I wish Ohio as well. I can, um, does anyone speak? What it's now? actually Sylvan. Well, I, I yeah, Sylvan. Yeah. It means eternal peace. Orin will talk to him in Sylvan. Okay. Um, it does seem like most of them speak Sylvan more fluently than they do common, with so a couple of exceptions. Kingdom? I'm so sorry. Third I don't know kingdom? what kingdoms you speak of. And he said he's from where again? In Ohio. Which means again? Eternal peace. So where are you from? Outside of your city, your village. How many kids are Um, twenty-ish. If um, if we take a long rest, I can cast banishment and send them back to their plane. 
but only on uh, only it on eight hours. hours though. Yeah, um, I can do it very quickly if we need to. Um, it's like we we live in the eternal realm of peace. It's um, forested. It's it's a very large place. I'm sorry we don't travel Is, much. Does Elysium sound familiar to you? No, I'm very sorry. Does sound familiar to you? No, again, I'm, I'm very sorry. We we really only stay within our village. That's um, fine. We can you engage. You could make a religion check. Salem's are another way to take them out. Oh, we got 19. Salem's like um, 18 plus what? Uh, 24 total. 24 total. Okay, I'll come back to that. Um, Salem's like, well, you will. Mom did give you a card. She might owe you, she might, maybe, because she likes you best, be willing to do you a favor. I mean, that would be fair. She did say to call on her if we needed it, or if I needed it. If you trust the Queen of Hell's actions, yes. Do you have a choice? That's our mother you're talking about. What level's banishment? Four. Four. It's like, um, they, they stole us away. I... The eight kingdoms, are you, are you speaking of um, Fabrudian worlds? No. Are you from Fabrudian? No. <laughs> so they know of Fabrudian. Well, that rules the Fabrudian. He's like, not Fabrudian, at least. They're not from my realm, I know that. It's they're not from my realm. Sounds like you can bet they're not from ours. Thank you, Sam. Do you see any Christmas trees in snow? <laughs> she would never let me down. <laughs> Um, with a 24 gauge, sorry, coming back to that, mm -hmm. um, you have heard very faint whispers of Faerun and the kingdoms not being the only world, so to speak, within the realm of possibilities of where these people could have come from. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, sassy. <laughs> um, you know, you've heard of places all over the place. There's places like the realm of Nymphodyne, which is Eco's realm, but it's not a part of any of the kingdoms, and it's not really a part of Faerun. It's its own world. Yeah. Um, so you get the sense they might be talking about a place like that, where it's sort of a pocket dimension within a pocket dimension. You know, you've heard places like Firith. You've heard Nymphodyne. There's there's lots of these little sub-worlds that don't really fit into like the galaxy of Wishforge. So you get the sense that perhaps these people are from outside of the Eight Kingdoms and outside of Faerun, and perhaps maybe even from one of these little pocket realms. Okay, buckle in, kids, because this is going to be the fastest rendition I can of the Eight Kingdoms. The first kingdom, known as Elysium, is kind of like the heaven of the world. It's beautiful, it's amazing. In all of our previous games, it was always kind of described as like the Emerald City, glowing beautiful green colors and rich and alive. It was a really fantastic place. The second kingdom is called Rehenna. It's hell now. It used to be hell of old, but when Reyna took over, she renamed it after herself. It's where all the demons go, where everything that's kind of in general bad hangs out. It's the entrance to Avernus, kind of the lobby of hell, so to speak. The third kingdom is now a world of immense fey magic. 
It's beautiful, it's alive, it's known for vibrant gardens, amazing libraries. It was kind of the homeland of the Kitsune, and even now there's an amazing university there that the old empress started after she left. The fourth kingdom is known as the trading hub of the world. Lots of these kingdoms are actually closed off to other kingdoms with no ability to go in or out. The fourth kingdom, however, has one door to every single kingdom that exists. The level of clearance you need to get to some of these doors is intense, but Tykri, the queen of Ravenloft, is actually in charge of that place, and she runs a very tight ship. The fifth kingdom is now kind of a wasteland. It used to be the hub of werewolf activity. Um, it was sort of a dangerous place, a very rough marketed kind of world, but now it's actually the prisons for all the other kingdoms. So lots of really intense villains are actually locked away in the fifth kingdom in hopes that they'll never get back out. The sixth kingdom is the original world, where Wishforge started. It's where the new kings started their journey, where all these characters came together. It's a really amazing world, um, and it's kind of a neutral ground for most places. There's some really famous landmarks there, like Castle Black, the Eternal Castle, uh, First Inn. There's a lot of really intense places where these characters and even these players have a lot of nostalgia. So when we talk about the Sixth Kingdom, often it's the one we talk about the most. The Seventh Kingdom became kind of the vampire hub towards the end of our games. It was run by these ex-strad villainess girls. It was run by these two named Lottie and Roxy who kind of work together with most of the villains in different campaigns to take over. It's got an elegant theater, it's where really anybody who's anybody in the vampire world hangs out. The Eighth Kingdom is the most exclusive. It's home to Queen Erin, the eventual winner of Wishforge, also Orin's mom. Orin, like most Eternal Elves, come from this world. Eternal Elves are a race all their own, so they're not Wood Elves, they're not High Elves, they're kind of a special race that we invented just for that game. That world has always been very blocked off and kept very secretive because it used to be the documentators of the Wishforge. It couldn't be open because it had all of the history and all of the records of all the worlds. Now it's a special place where Queen Erin keeps her own family and her own friends very safe, it's connected to the Beastlands, and it's really pretty exclusively a home for elves. Queen Erin is very inclusive, so she invites many people to live there in Sanctuary, but she's kept the borders very closed for a lot of very good reasons. Okay, that's the Eight Kingdoms. There's a lot of other sub-kingdoms that will probably come up, but I'll explain those as we go. How did you, how did you get here? The demons, they showed up and took us. You well, this sounds very familiar to you as you think back on a nightmare you recently had <clears throat> of creatures invading in the middle of the night. That's what I think of, yeah. Um but you don't know the name of your realm. It's in Ohio. Well I thought that was your city. That's it's that's it's the only place we know. Like, we're from the Eternal Realm of Peace. The Eternal Realm of Peace, uh, have I ever read anything about that particular thing? Um, I'll let you make a history check on it and see if that rings a bell. It's not any of the gods that you know. As children of the gods, you are pretty sure this is not within the realm of places you've been. I didn't say it. 27. Uh, 27. You know, 
there's a lot of kitsune lore out there, um, especially of perhaps there being more than just the kitsune that were within the eight realm, you know, the eight kingdoms. Um, nothing specific to that, but you get the sense that it's likely from kitsune lore. A question. Mm -hmm. Like, you feel like if you going through the third in the madams and like that kind of history, you follow that trail back. Um, it's possible that there's a link between those places, but they're not the same place by any means. Can I take off my cloak and heal myself and then put it back on? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to use... Just in combat, that takes more than just an object right. interaction. Yeah. Now, the only problem with banishment, Clara, is it's one person. I know. So... Well, because yeah, at a higher level, rate it will help, though. Yes. Four people, but someone's like she really likes you, Will. I mean, if we don't know what realm she's in, in would your mother know? Likely, it's possible she knows lots of stuff about the nine hells. Souls no, from all over the place end up here. It's not just the eight kingdoms that Raiden gets. She doesn't like Kitsune. She doesn't hate them. She just You forget that she was one for quite a long time, huh? Are we taking a short rest right now? You could attempt a short rest right now. Just asking. Just checking for a friend. Just checking for a friend. All I know is that she really cares about you all over there. And I doubt she would do anything to upset me. Just mm -hmm. like your mother wouldn't do anything to <laughs> I'm casting catnap while all this is going on. Um, my only my only thought there is there are quite a few of them, and if Lady Rena doesn't know where they're where they're from or how to get them back there, I'm not saying that she wouldn't, but if she didn't, I wouldn't want to overextend her kindness. Um, There's always calling you on catnap. Like you uh, get stuff back. Equivalent to short rest with Kenya. Yeah. It's a short rest that takes 10 Don't minutes. forget, you know, that the card itself wanna, is a greater sentence. I'm gonna, so I don't need to heal okay. it, but I can You have the ability to chat with people. Yeah. Cool. Alright, so I'll specifically oh, okay. ran through it. I, I thought it was just kind of basically like a, a one-time summon. It's a one-time casting. So will, she would, you know, you could talk to her right now, but you don't know what the result would be. I will interrupt uh, their conversation, and I will ask... Of course Sarah, you will. Because she's a warlock, right? Yes. Warlocks get their spell back after a short rest? I think so. Yes. She's only spent a few. Um, I mean, miles are going to be back. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do you like to take a cat nap? Are you asking me to nap with you, Clara? I mean, why did you bring a six-year-old on this trip? Hmm. He's nice. She's a half a year Guys, older than me. Guys, we need to go. I'm trying to give her something. I know, I know. But she Well, then shall we just leave them? No, fine. I cast it on me and Gage then. Whatever. Just for 10 minutes, yeah. So, I mean, we'll do that after we figure out some things. I mean, if she can't handle them, then she can call your mom. Oh, I'm sure she'd love to do that. I'm sure she would, but. Look, she's hoping we all die. Well, specifically everyone except you, Elle, and hopefully me. So I doubt she's going to tell your mom where she got a handful of kids. Right. 
So Gage will draw sure. him. Pipe out at this point is um, Avatar has worn off. So the last yeah. five minutes. So he's back to his hybrid. Um, he'll ask the, the, the tall tail guys. He'll be like, Master Kitsu, um, you are very wise and very powerful, as I can tell, with your tails. Do you know of any magic strong enough that could get you back home? Um, perhaps a gate spell? A I don't very high level. I know one. that spell, but I don't have the diamond for it. Um I don't know. I, I don't have anything. They took everything off of us that was even a little magical. Um perhaps the, the coins? They've been using them for magic the whole time. With the, the power of the the key to Celestia, I, I don't remember all the little tiny pieces yes. or something like that. Uh, but is UL able to, instead of transporting them to their own world, is he able to transport them back to Celestia with his power? So the key normally would let you go to Celestia, right? Does it let you take guests? It should, yeah. Because I've always been able to. Okay. Um, but do you have to go with them? That's kind of my question. I don't actually know if, if I would have to go with them or if I could just send them. I don't them. know what the rules crazy ass keys. Um, I'm going to deem you can, um, but that it, it will be an extended use of the keys, so it won't be able to do that again for a couple days. Okay. So then I'll, I'll put it out there that what we could do is, since we're dealing with the Kraheri issue right now, and I don't want to overextend later his kindness, how about I send them back to Celestia for now? My people will take care of them for the moment. And then once we have taken care of Prahiri and gotten her rescued, then we can worry about getting them back to their own world, if they wouldn't mind waiting. Um, yes, I would get them back to Celestia and you're fine. I really And um, what's that going to do with the two-year key? Uh, basically make it so I can do it again for a couple days. Um, but then in that situation, I'll still have the cards. What's the, what that guy said about the coins? Do I understand what he might be mean? Like, can they be used in place of diamonds? Is that what you're talking about? He's saying that you've seen the demons use them as components, but not for anything as big as eight. So he doesn't know. I mean, we have a soul is about an equivalent to a diamond in this universe. More or less. So. so. How much? How many coins would be equivalent to five thousand gold pieces worth of diamonds? That's a question. We could find out. Huh? We could find out. Try it. But you know, and I, I, I can't say that you guys would have studied the ratio of so coin somatic <laughs> ability. Um, so at this point, you know, he can tell you that he's seen them using them for casting, but again, it's for smaller stuff, attack magic. Uh, you know, we see the most of it used for like a tiny hut. Um, he couldn't tell you how many coins, just like we see them pull them out. Tiny hut? Like Liam's. Liam required phone? Well, and you have to assume you don't know what magic abilities those creatures had on their own. Well, I guess that the, I can, I don't have gate prepare, but I have the ability to quickly gather it for an instant. So I can try to do it with the coins, but if that doesn't work, we can try your key thing. 
unless you feel that you're not being able to use your key for a couple days it's worth it. It'd be specifically for the trains sort of really used, you know. I don't we'd have to look at those keys and what they do actually now to figure out how much they do in this game. I'm willing to DM it. DM will look first night. Do you have anyone in Celestia that can do gate for them? I mean there are some pretty strong celestials. But I don't know if they if they could open a gate to here. Well, no, I don't think Lady Rain would prevent me from getting some or, or us no, from getting no, some no, out. No, getting here, getting them back to their From Celestia. From Celestia. Oh, from Celestia. Yeah. Sounds um, like they're better off in Celestia than they are in Hell. Um, even the yeah, lobby. Yeah. And I mean, at the very least, they'll be there for a couple of days. They can rest with with my people. They're very welcome. Um, and then um, or if any of my people can get them out, the, the gates of Celestia do go to quite a few different dimensions. So from there, as long as they don't mention anything to any of the other gods, then perhaps somebody can get them out. Or we'll take care of them. Yeah, at least they are out They don't really know who you all are. It's not like they can't tell your moms who you are. Don't worry, Clara. Why don't you keep talking to them? Um, she starts like painting the nails. <laughs> Question for L. Yes. L P M. Hello. Um. <laughs> that is me. Would Gage be able to have a greater setting to her? Um, I mean, a couple people have greater setting stones. I feel like that's okay. Okay. Um. So I think we should go with your idea of sending them to Celestia then, that because that's guaranteed. And if you have someone there that can gate them back to their home, great. But if not, after this, you know, I'll just talk to my uncle. I'm sure he'll, he'll figure out a way. Um, then he's going to go up to the old guy, and he'll be like, she's tapping her wrist. <laughs> you know, Master Kitsune, and he bows again to him. What is your name? Uh, my name? It's Zan. Zan? He hands him the greater sending stone. Um, me and my my father, my uncle, and whatever Kitsune left is left in our world would be ecstatic to talk with you and meet your people. So this stone will allow you to speak to us from any point. When you get back home, we very much like to converse and maybe visit. Uh, of course. Saved our lives. Yes. Then will, will you, hey, I don't speak silver. Will you explain the, the plan and, and that my people will care for them when I get there? So you're going to be going to a really neat place. Hey, <laughs> 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 or it's like, hurry the fuck up. And summer. <laughs> That's it. Like, you're going to be going to a really neat place. <laughs> no, it's like 10 minutes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> like, uh, okay, thank you. I mean, thank I'll, I'll explain enough. Okay. Super confused. He's still pretty confused, but he's like, I'm on board. It's a lot okay. better than here. Everything okay. is better than here, where he's already lost two people and. Pocket watch. <laughs> <laughs> I know that every time you do that, it's like you're sneezing. Yeah. Pocket watch. <laughs> it's like your hands empty. Pocket watch, it appears.
pocket watch, pocket watch. You'll probably hear this joke a lot. It comes from our previous campaign in which all of the characters kind of had these little magical pocket watches that could give them different information, different benefits. They were really intense magical items and we loved them a lot. Now, Erin, Sarissa's character in those games, used to rely on her pocket watch a lot and it was always really funny because she would often pause games with yelling, pocket watch, pocket watch, trying to get information from the pocket watch about whatever it was that we needed. You'll hear this joke a lot, and I just didn't want you to be confused because none of the players in this game have pocket watches. Um, yes. so. Inspiration back after shorts. Sure. Um, yes. I see a certain bar in the way. She's a 20th level bard. He is a 20th level bard. Um, okay, so we're celestine celestia them. Yes, I do. We're celestizing them. So, uh, Yuel kind of pulls out this key, and a lot of you have seen god keys before. They're not really that new to you. Most of your parents wear them. Gage, you've seen enough gods in your time to know what a god oh, yeah. key looks no, like. No, Spirit Whisperer, I mean, his flaunts his key all the time. Do you want to describe the key? Because I, is it the same one that Ethereal carried? Because I know they tend to be more personalized. Yes, um, it is the same, actually. Um, so it's a uh, silver and black key. Um, and the the, uh, the the silver and black are kind of twine, twined together on it. When UAL actually summons it, it rises out of his hand, and it never quite comes all the way out of his hand. It always seems to still be a part of it, because the key is actually a part of him. Smart. Um, <laughs> it was part of what made him, so... Somebody snatches it. Yeah. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> it's like, stop, what, what? Oh, oh. 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 I'm pulling your hair. Yeah, uh, so then he'll be, uh, uh, then he'll, once the, the, uh, kids are all gathered around him, right. um, he'll raise, raise his hand up and the, the key will shine out and he'll, he'll say, passage of moonlight, open the doors and grant people, grant these people access to my realm, um, to teleport them out and the moonlight will like shine all around them, like as if they're like lifting up into the moonlight before they disappear. Nice. So slowly, one by one, they all kind of fade up into the light. Um, the last thing you see is the elder gentleman, like, nodding and saying thank you in Sylvan, which I assume somebody will tell you. What? Could we have given the leader the gifts and crystals? The two stones? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Of course. Um, he tucks them away. He's very gentle with them. Um... He does tell you that one of them was his daughter, and he's very grateful that you returned the coins. Right. And then if they're doing that as well, before um, before uh, he does that and everything, uh, UAL will let him know to show the coins to his, his people, his advisors, and while we're here, they will research and see if there's anything they can do to help. Okay, perfect. Um, and with that, you know, he takes them and he goes into the moonlight, and hopefully all is well after that point. Right? Um, I go to Oren. I say, Oren, I need to take a short rest. Will you take one, too? It'll take ten minutes. That's it. I'm going to cast Catnap. Please. <laughs> Do you guys kind of set up for a short rest? You know, it's like it's clear that these demons were... a short rest. 
camping here. You know, there's some fires. There's obviously these logs around. Um, so you guys kind of set up to take a quick breather. Clara cast her spell, and those of you that are napping, nap, and those of you that aren't, aren't, which I think are just UL and Salem. So they can have a nice little chat while everyone is unconscious. I spend 11 hours, and I am not up to full. Lauren <laughs> <laughs> um, keeps an arm around Clara. Oh. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. She'll forgive me. Right? Yeah. Okay. You know you'll be on the line. If you don't think of that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so as Clara has a uh, existential crisis, uh, UL and Salem kind of look around. I would assume during this time, um, and you guys find a gold, like a purse of gold, um, which looks like it probably belonged to one of these kids. Soon, it kind of matches the style of their clothing, um, and inside is 150 gold pieces. Okay. So just something to mark that you guys have. What was it? 150 regular gold pieces. Oh, that's money they had on them? Yes. yes. Um, and there is one more soul coin inside of the bag, um, but it has the Reina symbol again. Um, was it a total 150 or 150 each? No, 150 total. Yeah. One bag of them. Are you keeping Reina? track of those? Yeah, thank you. So, so, do you imagine between the uh, 21 coins that we found so far that that'll be enough to convey us through the remaining layers, or are we going to need to hunt them all along the way? Well, I mean, the remaining layers could cost anything from one coin to 70. Um, I know that we don't want to hit the river sticks without one. That certainly makes sense. Otherwise, we'll be paying a cost that's not fun, and I'm sure the good guys won't want to pay it, and we'll have to fight. It'll be such a and we don't really have the time to deal with that anyway, so... Not really, no. Nor do we have the time, the effort to pay the cost. I mean, the last, what, sorry, saps that crossed the river lost all knowledge of their lovers mm -hmm. while trying to save them. It went so well. Tragic. Talking shit about Pura. Okay, I know. <laughs> I mentioned this before, but last time on the River Sticks, we had a really negative experience. A lot of characters went there with a lot of high hopes to rescue and save people. One of my own characters, Veronica, actually went there with hopes of saving her lover, Lothander. And by the time she got across the river, she couldn't even remember his name. She couldn't remember any memories of him. She had no real recollection of this guy. And so, unfortunately, it led to her no longer caring for him and returning home unsuccessful. This happened to a lot of characters. Um, Krahiri's mother actually forgot Krahiri's father, but was lucky enough to regain those memories later on. It was a really rough circumstance for a lot of characters, and I'm aiming for them to not have to go through that again. With any luck, they won't have to. Um, so you guys kind of you wait the ten minutes. You know, Salem explains that we just don't want to hit the last level without any. It'll go bad. Is Sticks the last level? Um, Sticks is in kind of around in the middle of it, oh, okay. um, but there is another Sticks at the end. They, the way the river Sticks moves through the nine levels is very weird and not continuous, um, but there are several crossings of it. Gotcha. Um, after about ten minutes, you guys are starting to get up, you know, some of you feeling more refreshed than others. Um, 
you guys kind of start to get your stuff together, you know, you're deciding which way you want to go. There aren't any more carnations to follow that you can see. And in fact, the trail of them that should be behind you are no longer there. Before I took my rest, uh, my short rest, can I have used my, um, my channel divinities? Uh, to do what? Replace spell salts. Yeah, that's fine. You, uh, no. It's your channel. channel divinity calling your god? Where is it? No. Oh, uh, yeah. Your is channel. it calling upon your god? But she wouldn't know where you were, just that you mm -hmm. were calling your channel divinity. Just that you were calling yeah, replacing spell salts. Yeah, so you could do it. Um, she might have an inclination you did it, but it's also your daughter. She you probably does this seven or eight times a day. Yeah. <laughs> channel the beginning back by short rest or mm -hmm. short rest? She has a hard time denying ever on the channel. That's right. <laughs> um, oh, my baby needs help. Okay. <laughs> As you guys kind of get up and start trying to decide which way you're going to go or what to do, um, and Salem yeah. kind of makes it clear. She's like, look. Hypothetically, I know a shortcut to layer two, but none of you are going to like it, and so when I tell it to you, I don't want to hear a bunch of groaning. It's in Tiamat's lair. It's across the lair, all the way across, but it'll save us from having to do some of the nastier things to get down. And my dad's there, so all we would have to do is say please, because he actually likes me. Do we know that Tiamat's not there? Yeah. Because it's right. safe to assume. I mean, Aunt Callie's not been around in ages. Aunt Callie. Aunt Callie. Bitch Callie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this right now. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch Callie. Okay, so you probably just heard the name Kaliana. She is an infamous character. She's one of our current campaign's major villains. She's a really interesting character because she was played by Sarissa, and one of the most defining things about Callie is that her path could have taken so many different routes based on the people she hung out with, based on the experiences she had, and based on the choices she made. Kaliana is this awesome vampirous wizard who is a powerhouse and also kind of known for her actions. Once, she crashed a pirate ship into a castle and caused the death of several other players. Luckily, they were all brought back. Uh, she's taken over several worlds. She's known for her involvement with Tiamat. She's this really intense character and, frankly, one of my favorites that Sarissa has ever played. When you hear the players getting a little bit anxious about the name Kaliana, many of them have played in games with her or in or are in that current campaign where Kalyon is the main villain. So, if you hear them getting really stressed out about her, don't worry too much, she's not a major player in this game, but that's not to say she won't show up later. She vanished. Has anybody ever seen her? Not in, since I've been around. Has you all uh, interacted with her father? Yeah, several times. He's, um, so Anak is, he's a demon king at this point. He's pretty. He looks like Idris Elba if Idris Elba was like a demon king. Yeah. He's an interesting enough guy. He's not friendly by any means, but, you know, he tolerates you because Raina told him to tolerate you. Good enough for me? Um, <laughs> Raina, uh, Salem is very much like his little princess, like anything she wants. He does. Um, so it's pretty safe to assume, at least from you, that like she's not bullshitting. If he 
you go there, he'll let you through. Why is he at Timothy's lair? Like, did he get put in timeout? Or <laughs> in timeout? He is known to kind of roam the nine layers as an active, like, bitches better not be back in anybody other than Marina. Um, and he's a powerhouse, so for the most part, when he says you're going to back Raina, back Raina. Um, it's not a dude you really want to get into a fight with, like, I don't know right now. <laughs> it sounds reasonable, I mean, but is, like, do we have to, like, kill innocent people or anything to get through it? It's my dad. If I say I want to go through, he'll let us through. But uh, as we're going through we have to worry about oh to get to him not to get to him but just going through the lair at that point through the lair of Tiamat yeah I don't know I don't go in there very often there's not a big five-headed dragon in there right now <laughs> all right Salem let's go okay <laughs> perfect there's some kind of like, well, that was incredibly easy <laughs> funnily enough as you all start to, like, follow Salem, who just seems to know where she's going, um, in the distance, this you guys can hear the terrible. sound of massive chains and clanging bells smacking together. In the distance, you can see what seems to be, like, a floating platform. And it's, it's massive. The size of a small city is floating towards you guys. It seems to be, like, as it starts to get closer, and I don't know, are you guys trying to hide or run? It's a pretty barren landscape. Uh, Salem, do you think we should be hiding? Salem doesn't seem worried at all. She's smiling. Okay. That's the new Yeah. That's Yeah. As it starts to get closer, you guys can see it's actually a traveling sort of bazaar. Like, it's got lots of little booths on it, um, tents. Uh, it's starting to move towards you guys with like a menagerie of merchants, artisans. It kind of looks like a big, like you know a market in Aladdin? Like it's a huge one of those. Lots of that kind of things. Lots of yelling, talking. Um, it stops just short of you guys, maybe 60 feet away, with a sign hanging in the air that reads, Nadir Howler's Trading and Traveling Bazaar. A tall man kind of steps off of the platform and waves to you all. And then does a very dramatic bow. Hello, my good friends. You seem like you're greatly lost. Come in, come in, come on. And he just <laughs> waves. He's waiting for you all. Cara just looks at Salem. Are we lost? Are we lost? Yeah. Salem's like, no, but it's a faster trip. Clara, Clara leans in. You could get a long rest. Oh, I do not remember. Well, Clara was already <laughs> interested anyway. She <laughs> <laughs> Salem's like it's not a bad place to get a nap a real one not a fake magic one and you could get some food and you wouldn't be walking across this place you don't need food you don't need food or you need food <laughs> <laughs> I need food if you guys would rather <laughs> walk we can but it could be weeks of walking in fact, I have been flying. Still, look, the wandering bazaar is never wrong in its course. So, if you tell them what it itself indicates, that it doesn't go any faster. But it moves much faster. Doesn't matter. It's going all over the 
Let me explain this to you. Okay, so the first layer of hell moves. Basically, we could stand here, and tomorrow we could be at Tiamat's layer just by standing still, or it could be 17 years before this piece of land moves. But everything is moving in this layer of hell. The Wandering Bazaar doesn't touch the ground, so it gets a straight line to wherever it's supposed to be going. And Nadir never is wrong. And he's a good party. Can I roll insight on um, Salem? Of I course. assume everyone's lying all the time. <laughs> it's hell. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, I'm just, just on, I don't know, like, Go whether she's... Son of a bitch. Uh, 20. 20? Son of a bitch, 20. <laughs> 20. <laughs> The worst possible name. Yes, I almost forgot it. Did you forget such a thing? I know. Oh, like I said, we'll forget and rediscover it. <laughs> so Salem always has a underlying layer of something she's mm-hmm. up to. So you get the sense she's up to something. Mm-hmm. But with a 20, you don't feel like she's being insincere. That the traveling portion of it is pretty accurate. So we're going to get what we want. She has ulterior motives, though. Yes, you should assume that for most of the adventure. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty reasonable. Like, if she's getting cupcakes for herself, she has ulterior motives. Like, <laughs> being that this is a bazaar, she probably wants to get some stuff. She's like, you can walk. Me and the deer will be having fun. When he sees her, he's like, Salem! And he, like, goes and gives her a hug, and she immediately, like, shoves him off. But she's like, see? Friendly. I mean, I don't really care about the partying aspect, but if it gets us where we're going faster, isn't that all that matters? And we can rest. What would be the price to get where we want faster? Oh! One of us has to be smart. <laughs> Salem's like, well, he does charge. It's not like a free service. Of course. But we probably have enough soul coins for it. Well, we won't know until we ask. He doesn't know the route. Clara goes up to him and says, How many soul coins would it take to get to. And then she looks at. That one. Claire, what an interesting adventure. You should come in and we'll sit down and talk about it over dinner. Dinner's on me. First. Okay. (laughs) The entire Oh okay. The first night you come, we have dinner, then we'll talk about the ride. And lodgings, and of course if you want to shop or rest or you know, I even have hot water, you can shower. At the very, at the very least, I don't mind me asking, but is there any price for boarding your bazaar? It's just a soul coin, a piece to board the bazaar. It's like an entrance fee to any fair. Okay. How many points? Twenty-one. Twenty-two now, right? It does matter what type of coin you're passing. Twenty-one if we were counting daily Uh, sandals. So we have have nineteen. Demon ones. We have some infernals and we have some rays. Six for Hannah and thirteen. Um, I'm trying to get the infernal first. Fine. Yeah, Rena's probably more valuable than here. Fine. 
So you each give him an infernal coin. Well, I mean, let's ask him, so what kind of soul coin is sufficient to get into the bazaar? What kind of soul coin do you have? <laughs> infernal. Infernal? One of these? Okay. And he does make sure that each of you hands it to him, and he very obviously, like, checks it for magic, checks it for traps. He like, bites it. He's, like, making sure it's real. It's a he bites it and flames around. He goes, oh. He's like, what type of soul? Where'd you get this? Impressive. He, like, puts it in his bag, and he's like, by all means. Surprisingly, she killed most of them. Yeah. As a, as a side notation, uh, the, the demons we wiped right. out, they've turned into infernal or a hand of coins? Um, the green ones were infernal coins. Okay, because the red ones You were had red found red some ones. red ones that were the red demons that like got slain oh, by yeah, the green right. ones okay. that they yeah. were obviously Raina coins. Because presumably the, the red ones are working for Raina in general and then the green ones are something else. I know. Yeah. Smart assumption. I'm wondering if it's a really old lady uh, demon, ancient god. I would say you wouldn't want to be calling her an old lady. Probably about a bitch. Don't worry, I, I won't that say that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that in front of her. Please come aboard. Let's get you some dinner. Come on. And he, you know, turns around and kind of does like the very like greatest showmany kind of dramatic walk oh, up the steps. So very rude. Wait, 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 one moment. I'm Nadir. What is your name? Clara. And he uh, gives you like a very firm handshake. He's like, it's very good to meet you, Clara. And you? I'm Gage and he bows. Like, fair enough, and he bows. <laughs> He's like, uh, you? Oh, you am. You am. What an interesting name. You? He's my cousin. <laughs> and I'm Nadir. Good to meet you. And again, very firm handshake. He's like, so, Clara, uh, clearly a princess of some sort. Uh, Gage, you seem like a very powerful student of some sort of magic or another. All of the magic. You, well, you have an almost godlike presence about you. Yes. And Orin, right? Mm -hmm. It's quite nice to meet you. It's like a lover looking for someone who got away. You said that? Oh, nobody. I'm a telepath. <laughs> Clara, you okay up in there? <laughs> Clara's not a huge fan of telepaths. <laughs> I have really bad news about that. <laughs> also, Clara, you are a telepath as well. <laughs> you all speak telepathically. Wow, all I have mirrors and crystals voice in my head all the time. <laughs> Chats, Crystal, um, you know, people like Avery and Mugen's kid, Malika. Kid, kid's not in that group. She's not a daughter. Kalem is also. Kalem, you have not heard them since you guys came to hell. That's traumatizing. Orin's never talked to Well, you're not sure if they're just not talking or if they're not able to get a connection. Call me anything. A twin connection gives you the feeling he's not endangered by any means. Um, they just not be as strong as 
My Ku and Valdis. These are original characters from the Wish Forge universe. Uh, my Ku is actually my original character in the world. Uh, she was a glamour bard kitsune with all kinds of mischief up her sleeves. And Valdis was actually this amazing vampirous fighter, played by a friend of ours who isn't currently in the game, but who knows, maybe she'll guest star later. They hold a special place in everybody's hearts. They were kind of the original two who a lot of these games were inspired for. They, they've been through a lot together, and even now they have a telepathic connection to one another. When Mai passed away, Val was one of the first to try to go save her. They've always been really close friends, and without each other, the stories would have been very different. Mai currently is a retired character living in a place known as Zadaria. Um, not really somewhere the characters will hit in this campaign, but they could show up in later ones. Uh, Valdis is a supreme goddess of that first kingdom, Elysium. They both are still really good friends. They stay in touch. If they come up more, I'll do separate pieces on them, but for now, all you need to know is they were two of the original New Kings. So would that then equate to them? They can't talk to them, right? You can even try. You could try. You guys haven't tried to talk to Crystal that I know of. Uh, oh, you did try to talk to Crystal, but you did it through I did magic. it through greater, greater yeah, something. Yeah, they did it through greater something. Yeah. Well, or, I would have tried. Uh, try your telepathic link to Crystal and see if you can contact her. Um, so I, I'm assuming that Corey will be able to hear me. I'm like, Crystal! <laughs> <laughs> All the gods here. <laughs> <laughs> Salem's like, I will literally tear out your telepathic cord. <laughs> Crystal does not respond. Crystal hears. I heard what we hear. Or does not try to contact his brother. Nobody says anything through the link in response to you yelling, besides the gods who are standing next to you wishing you hadn't yelled. Um, so then, uh, she will cast Greater Sending, then, from the hat, okay. uh, uh, to Crystal. Are you guys doing all of this right now in front of the deer? Oh! No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one. Might want to do that later! <laughs> Gage, now that, because Nadir said he has telepathy. Yeah, he tapped his head and everything. Um, he's going to use prodigious memory to quickly... Cast a spell from his spell book, and any, any spells he doesn't okay. prepared. And he's going to mind blank himself. That's a good plan. It's like a smart man you are. Well, please come yes. in. Let's get you some dinner now that I know who all of you are. And again, I'm a dear. Clara doesn't think of herself as a princess, though. Like, I mean, she, she, she knows she's a princess, but she doesn't, like, say. He oh, might have just said compliment. Oh, okay. <laughs> just like Gage, he could probably make a guess that Gage is a powerful wizard. Though she does introduce herself as the Sugar Plum Princess, so maybe when she said, I'm Clara, in the back of my mind, she's like, the Sugar Plum Princess. Right, that is true. I 
probably would have. And that's the only time she really thinks of herself as a princess is when she's introducing herself. Right. <laughs> so he kind of motions towards the platform. He's like, you've all paid. Please go on, go in. Salem's right next to me. Oh, as far as like flying stuff in the bazaar, is it only soul coins or? Not at all. Each merchant has their own thing. Some people it's soul coins, some it's memories, some it's gold. Huh. Kind of just depends on who you're talking to. I would make sure you know the price before you pay it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like it, I just it really depends. Some people like gold, some are blood sacrifices of children. You really just need to ask who you're talking to. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It is hell. It looks like we don't have any children, like, well, I guess we sort of do, but... <laughs> <laughs> before, it's like, it's crazy. <laughs> no one's going to blood sacrifice you, don't worry. Sam, there's no promises you can't keep. <laughs> if I'm a child, we're a child, too. To. I'm 17 now. Guys. I'm 17! No. Focus. Children! <laughs> she yells as you guys talk about you don't have any children with you. <laughs> So, <laughs> as you all kind of step up onto this platform, um, there's kind of a lot of things going on. It's a very noisy place. Um, for anyone who wanted to see it too, this is um, Nadir. Oh, yes. I was wondering. Oh, and as we're, as we're uh, getting on, UAL will actually like have a thought and pause and go, telepath. Interesting. I was like, do you not like telepaths? I can totally stop doing that to you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Sounds good. <laughs> As you guys kind of walk up, I mean, there are booths everywhere. There's clearly like a dining tent. Um, you can even see like there's a spa service going on where people are getting like literal facials and stuff. <laughs> Um, there's a really big weapons and armor shop. Off to the side, there's something called the Infernal War Machine Repair Shop. There's a barber shop. Um, you guys can find uh -huh. Icker's Away. It's on Fleet Street. <laughs> which is a, uh, it's pretty gross, it's an, a demon acre place. Um, there's a Zneth Larva Farm. Um, there's all kinds of fun stuff. A place called From Here to Avernus, providing imp couriers. Clara, like, very, like, hesitantly, and, like, you can tell she regrets it, like, as she's saying it. She's like, is there any place here for, like, peppermint or hot chocolate? Oh, there's a spice market, of course. Uh, you can get all kinds of things. Now, I... I don't know how many of them carry hot chocolate, but I do know peppermint's popular. I imagine all chocolate in the brass is hot. Very spicy. That's fair. I think that's fair. You can take an inspiration from that. I do already have inspiration from last time. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> he kind of looks about you all and he's like, well, uh, let's get you some food first and then we'll talk about the cost for traveling awareness. What kind of food do you like? Whatever you'd like. Um, that's fair. There's there's plenty of food. Normally it would cost you a whole 10 coins to live here just for the day, but 
willing to make deals for my favorites, and he smiled at Salem. Favorite. <laughs> you can see Salem reaching for her dagger, but when she notices she's been caught, she <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, is not trying to be offensive. She's just good at it. She's not trying. Good at being awful. <laughs> to a table that's it's a nicer one in this dining tent it's kind of the tent itself is not like dining dining tent um it's not like terrible like all of the places you have seen thus far have literally been what you would picture hell to be fiery awful it's hot it's uncomfortable um but this is kind of like a nice tent it's a nice like shade of maroon there's a very nice table with comfortable chairs um, and he waits for all of you to be seated, and then sits down himself. He's like, well, you must all be starved. I, I don't want to presume what you eat, because I'm sure it's not what I enjoy. What would you all like? I've already asked the cook for a hot chocolate. Thank you. <laughs> it's like... What would you like, like to we, eat? He yeah, asks again. It's a good idea to eat, but it's like, do we trust this food? Yeah. He's like, I'll swear in the zone of truth that I didn't do anything to the food. Yeah, that doesn't help any. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you onto my moving platform to save you from demons of hell. I'm offering to feed and take care of you for days. And you all don't trust me? Can it's, I? It's oh, hell. I've been insight to see. Like, obviously, she doesn't like trust him. Right. Super. If you trust him about the food? Yeah, like, trust him about simple things like that. That is like... a 27. 27? He doesn't seem like he's gonna do anything to your food. Okay. You know, I was like, he's a businessman. He's not gonna poison his clientele. We'd never come back. Sam was like, you well, you just understand me. Okay. <laughs> Great level. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much to worry about poison as it's possibly other subterfuge type stuff. Like the fae type stuff where if you could eat, you can never leave. Yeah, things like that. Salem's like, he's not going to do that. You're annoying. He doesn't want you to say. I was just answering him. So. Why do you always do that to me? And nobody she's else. like, so I'll take this. And he like is like, great, okay, I'll just get that for everyone then. Clara, <laughs> <laughs> like, at the last minute, she's like, do you have any, like, wine or stuff? What? what? You yes. drink yes. ale? Wine? Spirits? She probably likes a, uh, a, 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 a spiced one water. Yeah, in this form. So he kind of leaves for a minute and he looks like, you guys, he's not going to do anything to you. Like Ewell said, he is a businessman. He's looking to make a good coin that we don't have. We have coin. He said dinner was on him. He did say that. He's not making coin. 
Well, not yet, but I assume you're all going to want to shop and sleep here and ride here all the way to Virginia. Pocket watch. Pocket watch. Just like, look, he's not a great dude, but nobody in hell is. Yeah, clearly. Right. Clara, Clara sort of so like... So trust him to not be a good person. He wants your money. When she, when uh, Salem says that about nobody in hell is, Clara kind of like... Because like, the whole spell that she was under, like it did come from an actual seed of truth that she had. amplified your own desires. And so she goes, I think you're good, Salem. In your own way? In your own way? You kind of are. A little bit. Yeah, I do think that. Get over it. <laughs> I just think this mission would have gone much smoother without children. Mission. We're alive because of her. Listen, so. ultimately this guy is not out to murder us. He ran this wandering emporium for millions of years. Yeah, but gets us that record that gets us that corporate. Look, the next thing he's gonna want to do is get you to make a deal to stay here, okay? So just be prepared to say no deals. Yeah. He's just a business man. I can't force you to do anything. Well, I mean, he could literally rip out our insides if he wanted to, but he's probably not going to do that. So Salem smiles a little bit when she's she's scared. She is a kid. Exactly. So is she! I also love that Clara innocent. targets Salem for this when UAL's younger than Salem. <laughs> 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 you want to get technical, technical. <laughs> um, so he kind of comes back and they serve you good meals. You know, none of you specified really what you wanted besides Clara. So she gets a very specified meal. But the rest of you kind of like steak and you know potatoes so, with some hearty wines and waters. So I'm gonna do everything I can to avoid curses and stuff here. Hopefully, uh, so first of all, does True Sight see it looks food? exactly like what he served? Okay, so no illusions or anything like that. Uh, I'm gonna detect magic and are any of the fine morsels of food here glowing magic? Nope, they look like food. Okay. Well, he lets you cast all this. He doesn't care. Yeah. Oh, sure. Corn yeah. looks a little upset at seeing the snake and pushes it away. Oh, my heart. I know. That's so sad. You <laughs> <laughs> just like takes the steak and just like trade him potatoes. Goes back to eating. That's adorable. The didn't like food. You can't like You was like, this is great. It's safe enough. So I'm going to go and eat. Fair enough. So you all are trying to get down to the next layer of hell is what Salem tells me. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> and I take it she's taking you to her little secret entrance down in the dragon's den. That depends on what you guys are willing to do while you're on board. You want to work? You know. Just helping merchants with whatever they may need. That's pretty good. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what they wanted. Depends on who you want to work for. How long will it take to get there? Two days. <laughs> <laughs> but 
two days and no fighting, unless you pick a fight on board. But I promise you, we'll just throw you right off. How about what? What's the base price? The base price for if you just want to be here and not do anything to help? Exactly. No work, anything like that. Just as a flat. Probably 20 coins each. 20 soul coins? Yes. <gasps> or about 1,000 gold. We'll see there. Unless you have more valuable coins. Um, don't have anything to help me. <laughs> what does work entail? Whatever a merchant may need. Depends on which merchant you work for. Spa, probably just putting bubbles together. I don't know. So Clara, my job. Clara's like, okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> bubbles of murder. You <laughs> slice the cucumbers. Yeah. <laughs> Clara's like, I cannot be on the naughty list. Like, it's not a thing. <laughs> He's like, my dear, I've never been on, off the naughty list. Eat something, something. <laughs> <laughs> Probably offer my sage skills. Of course. Um, it's one moment. Uh, you would find it at Icker's. He's kind of the guy who does all the magic y stuff. Well, as long as he doesn't want me to do any evil magic y stuff, that's fine. You might want to look for a different job. <laughs> <laughs> look, if you don't want to do evil stuff, like murdering and stealing and killing and all the best parts of life. Um, I would say you could probably work in the fabric district. You could carry their shit. I don't know. You'd have to talk to them. Try being on the good list because it's a really <laughs> cool place. It's like maybe when I was alive, but that was a really long time ago. I believe in you. I'm pretty happy here. I'm an arch fiend. Okay. Is there anyone that needs, <laughs> needs help with research? research. I can't say we do. Most of us are just merchants. Um, you guys could probably, I don't know, if you want to walk around and talk to the merchants and see if there's one you like, just let me know who you're working for and then we'll work out the cost. Again, if you have more valuable coins, we could talk. The problem is, I don't know what I have. <laughs> you guys have Infernal Coins and you have Rain of Coins. He yeah. you have Infernal Coins. Right. We have that. But do we want to spend? Clara, like, makes herself dizzy. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, there's always other costs you could pay, but most of your type don't like those costs, I would assue. Mm-hmm. Could sell years of your life. Mm -hmm. Love that one. You could sell your immortality. I know! I like that! <laughs> <laughs> like, that'll get you free life, right? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to buy all kinds of stuff. As long as you're alive, you can ride! <laughs> <laughs> we live forever, but we're not immortal. You can die. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> you're immortal for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you 10 minutes of immortality. I can like also point out that I can die and I'm also not immortal. Yeah, Gage is like, oh, I am immortal! <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that's broken the 
you could sell your alignment. That's always a fun one. And how? The color of your eyes. Mm. You could sell your left top tooth. One guy paid it once. It was kind of funny, and I've paid it a discount ever since. That would, work. That would be getting there of some some piece of you that they could use later. Princess, <laughs> <laughs> I took one of those necklaces. No. Fair enough. <laughs> I was all around. Magic items were a great trade. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'll look around and see what kind of works available. So. Seems fair. Just yeah. let me know who you're working for by tonight, or we'll have to talk a different pay. So if I can go look at the clothes people and see if I can lend my expertise or something. <laughs> so he kind of lets you guys finish eating. Um, he'll answer any questions you have about him. He's already admitted to being an arch fiend. Uh, been alive, been around for a very long time. He seems very open. It's a very charismatic character, you would guess. Do you know Bellic? Bellic. That's a name I haven't heard in quite some time. She used to hitch rides like Salem did. It's been a hot minute, though. Why? Where she's hanging out. Had to guess the ninth layer of hell or so. This is kind of her hunting ground. I feel like it's Why are you looking for someone so nasty? Is this about the girl? He's not dating Bella, if I promise that part. I thank God. I did. It was rough. I'm so sorry. Clara's <laughs> 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 identifying with an arch fiend, and it's probably my favorite thing that's happened in the campaign yet. Also, when he said thank God, thank God, I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> 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 Friendly Neighborhood DM here. So it occurs to me it's been a little while since I talked about Veleth, and I don't want anyone to be confused about her. Veleth is Krahiri's grandmother, Pyrrha's mother. She acts as the lead antagonist in this game, and you'll hear her mentioned a lot. So far the players haven't met her, though who knows when she'll show up. She's known as an ancient old god, so in the current pantheon of gods, people like Aaron and Pyrrha... They're new gods compared to old gods like uh, Grazit, Lathander. You'll hear me talk about a lot of these old gods, and I'll try to cover them when I hit them. Veleth, for now, all you really need to know is she was queen of hell way before Reyna was. She was the queen before Reyna's boss, Angela, and now she's maybe coming back for her crown? Time will tell. That's all for now. What can I say? Most... Women down here are. Do you know of any weaknesses? <laughs> are you asking me about her weaknesses? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have any that I think would be useful. Unless you're going to date her. The car is convulsing in the car. <laughs> you gotta kill her. Interesting. Well, if you, um... If you bring back her horns, I'll pay you a good amount for them. Fair enough. Um, if you bring back any of her magic essence, we'll talk about that too. 
you know, stealing years of her life and giving them to me would be awesome. Be very cool. Zarya would be very pleased. Do you even know how to steal years of people's lives? I was about to ask the same question. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really evil thing to know. Right. <laughs> like, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll it. You see, you're polishing like this bottle. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to go along with Salem very well. How's your relationship with the queen? With Raina? It's here and there. Sometimes she likes me, sometimes she doesn't. Sounds like Raina. It's at least better than the alternative. <laughs> Fair enough, Raina was a much better queen than Nellith ever was. Nellith was queen? At a time. Before Zarya and before Absalom, and then there was Raina, and then there was Angela. No, Angela, and then Raina. And there was another one. He was a real nasty son of the word. Asmodeus, that's who it was. How did Bella get dethroned? She quit. That's what I heard, anyway. I don't really hang out with the player. It's not my problem. Uh, second player? I, second and third are about as far as I ever go. Um, second? It's really cold, son of a bitch. Um, and third... I that smirk. <laughs> third is where you hit the river for the first time, so... Don't get there without a coin, because I promise it won't be very kind. Do we need two coins, or is it one coin? Two coins? For the river. Ah, one coin each to cross. Okay, thank you. But if you want to come back, you'll need another one. Nothing. Clara, you good? Uh-huh. Great! <laughs> you okay, kiddo? I'm really tired. I don't want to go to sleep. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know, uh, any other questions? Uh, I'm an open book. I'll answer anything. Well, some things cost, but I'll let you know before I answer. Uh, is two coins good enough to get us all throughout hell, as far as travel goes? As far as travel? Uh, not that I know of. Well, at least not if you're going to keep taking expensive services like mine. As far as using sticks, though? Sticks, two will get you across the first time you'll hit it. You'll hit it three times. Well, if you're going all the way down to where Bella likes to hang out. As far as you know, when it comes to at least just the sticks, is it to be chime? Or does the price increase? One to get across each time and one to get back each time. So right. As far as I know, like I said, I don't go past the third level, though. What about if, uh, would we have to come back if I cast Banishment and sent us back home? I don't know, good. It's been a long time since I tried to leave home. Lauren is going to pull out one of their coins. Mm-hmm. So can I see it? He kind of takes it. You see him again. He does the casting, the biting, the making sure it's very real. He's like, this will bite you. One person's passage all the way. It's like, hell, if you survive, I'll take you back for it, too. 
And Julie Shady. Like, Clara, like, almost burst out in tears. And then, <laughs> and just, like, like buries her head, like, like in Orin's back or arm or whatever she can reach, and she's just, like, like that. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> puts it in his bag, and he's like, all right, anyone else you're paying full price for? Or? Fair enough. You see he kind of tries to look into your bag to see if you have more, but he doesn't say anything, if he noticed or not. It's like, well, then I suggest you all, uh, unless you have any more questions, just get to work. Finding work, at least. Alright, let's see what we can find. Let's go. It's like, Salem, of course, you don't have to. And she's like, I know. And he kind of floats behind you guys. She's just glum as ever. She will need it. She's like, uh, if I could advise you, because I'm sure you don't have any more coins, but if you did, I would make sure they were very secure before walking through the bazaar. Something to think about. You're in hell, after all. Same goes for any of those fancy magic items you wear. Make sure they're very much on you. Do we have fancy I did. Everyone does. Okay. All hands encumbrance, go ahead and take one if you don't have one. I mean, if we it can't get a bag of holding from our parents, then... No. <laughs> Whatever you I mean, that, that had been like our 16th birthday gift. You know, the bag of everything. It's like your first cell phone, you get that before then. Yeah. Maybe we... So I got one last year. Coins. <laughs> and the henna coins, and then we takes one. Would you do that? I remember we always know where each other are uh, because we're soul bonded. So, and you can teleport once well, for a long rest. So, so yeah, we'll take it, and then he'll just like slightly shape shift, like just like slightly change himself and absorb the baggage because he doesn't just. So it's like inside him. Oh, that's a nature. Okay. That's one thing that needs to see skill. Yeah, Clara's just gonna shave her. Pack of holding. She's gonna have a lot of shaped lobsters in them for that. Orin puts all of his stuff in the holding, except his sword, because he can't use that. Makes sense. Um, okay, so, you know, he kind of stands up and he's like, Well, you know where I am. Well, you don't. But if you call for me, I'll show up. He's like, Let me know if you need anything. Um, Tonight, I'll expect to know where all of you are working, except you and Salem, of course. Or, you know, if you manage to find more of those coins, you can always pay for your stay. Check any couch questions we come across. <laughs> he nods, and he kind of just, like, vanishes in a very dramatic, like, puff of smoke. Very kind of stage magician-y. <laughs> As he does, like, Clara says to Orange, she's like, I don't understand why I like him so much. He's on the naughty list. <laughs> So many things. <laughs> right. Please stop saying the naughty list. <laughs> it means something so different in hell. <laughs> she's like, great. Well, she, she doesn't understand why she can't say the naughty list, but she's like, yeah, totally. Don't pay attention to anybody down here. You're all Don't get horrible people. Okay. 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 Same with the next to 
Trixie number nine. This was a vampiric beverage that was invented by one of our players from a previous campaign. She played this little gnome named Trixie, who unfortunately got herself into all kinds of trouble, which eventually led to the creation of blood wine number nine, Trixie. It isn't really for sure if it was Trixie's blood or somebody else's, but it got coined like that, and from then on, it's been a kind of a team joke that whenever anybody's drinking or they see alcohol or anything like that, they get nervous that it might be Trixie number nine. It's really not too big of a deal. You probably won't hear very much about it. Mostly just players making jokes about Trixie number nine, the wine. Don't worry, Trixie is fine and madly in love with a goddess somewhere. Yeah, it's probably worth a lot. <laughs> I feel like Flora's starting to be like, like bi alignment curious. services tent that you're in and right next to it is a spa services which you can see people are like literally getting inside like getting spa treatments um there's a list of things that they do things like dream therapy whole body restoration longevity therapy um as well as body foot hand massage skin care general grooming and bathing <laughs> treatments in hell in hell no, right. you're dead you gotta when look you're dead. um you guys, who, does anyone have true side up currently? Um, I should. Okay. You can see that a lot of the people walking around are definitely fiends of some sort. Um, weirdly enough, Nadir, even though he said he's an arch fiend, looks how he looks to you. You will um, check for work at the spa, actually, because he has the uh, dream wand. Okay, that's a good use. Um, so we'll come right back to you. There's also a fire snake forge. Um, anyone getting flashbacks? Which standing outside are nine magmen and eight suits of animated armor um, that are all guarding this place. And you can see that like there's some pretty intense armor and weaponry in there and they're being very vigilant. Even when you guys start to walk over, um, they all take a very obvious defensive stance. Um, there is a barber shop. Um, there is a Kalashtar woman standing outside of it. 
um, kind of, she's, you know, keeping an attention on everybody. Um, the list of services hers include is medical attention, um, healing, different healing feats. Um, there's funnily enough a little mark at the bottom of her sign that says storyteller. Um, and then some other stuff that has to do more with like getting a haircut and typical barbershop things. Is the, uh, the barbershop, is it, um, like, uh, 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 what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a dual complex with a, uh, meat pie shop at all? Oh, definitely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a very worn down sign written in Infernal that says, from here to a furnace. Claire's like, oh, um, meat pies. <laughs> There seems to be a bunch of imps standing outside, and it says all that says uh, uh, says on their sign is delivery pricing and notary pricing. See inside. Um, you guys do walk across Icker's, um, which is where he told you there might be books, and it looks like if you kind of look in, seems like it might be like a wizardry shop or some sort of magic shop. Um, but just looking at the general ingredients of things lining the shelves, it's definitely not a good aligned person's shop. Oh, yeah. um, a lot of the tomes are necrotic in nature or stuff like that. Um, there is a larva farm um, for what type of creature? I just don't say. Oh, Zeneth. Oh, Eugolos. So small demons. Um, that are real ugly looking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Sky Pirates met up with some of them. They were those Which big mosquitoes. Um, oh god, I want to say Pure and them, but it could have been Ariel and Ava. Alright, so you've heard me talk about teams like the New Kings, the Sky Pirates, the Holy Heroes. For the most part, the teams were a part of that original contest, the Wish Forge. Uh, when everybody kind of joined up, they were put onto a team, which was really just your party that you played with every Thursday night, every Tuesday night, whatever night it was. The New Kings, obviously, um, as I've mentioned before, are the original team. So they were the first group of players in the Wish Forge and kind of the original ones to get there. One of the other major teams was the Holy Heroes, which you'll hear me talk about later as people like Baracus come in. But the team I wanted to talk about real quick is the Sky Pirates. They were a super cool group. They floated around on a giant airship. Their main goal was to kind of help this guy, Sir Joseph, thrive and find his lover. And as time went on, stuff changed there. And the team changed along the way too. But they were a really cool group. And when it comes to who they were, they were the third major team in the Wish Forge universe. So, as we kind of go through, if I bump into their members, I'll probably talk about them a little bit. But for now, I think that's all you need. It wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, it's a familiar name. It occurs to me we were never on Sky Pirates at the same time as. No, because you came in and I came out. Yep. But they were the big, like, nasty, mosquito-looking demons that kept sucking the life out of creatures. Hmm. So this is a small farm for babies. Um... (laughs) And that is all besides, there is a small, like, little clothing shop. Um, and it looks pretty basic, you know, like, it's not finery by any means, but it's better than naked, so. Is there anything there? It sounds much 
much nicer in Inferno. Is there anything there that, uh, um, <laughs> is there anything there that Clara thinks Crystal would like because she wants to get her a souvenir? <laughs> neighborhood DM. I thought I would go ahead and give a description of the demon shopkeep. It occurs to me that I just showed a miniature and a picture and not everybody here can see those things. The demon shopkeep girl has this light, light pink skin. She's a tiefling or maybe even a demon of sorts. She's got nice little curled horns with soft pink bubblegum hair. She walks around in this little black dress that's got like little frills and lots of lace. Um, she's covered head to toe in different types of jewelry. She's got little earrings and baubles hanging off of her. But at her hip is a very ornate scythe, which would definitely lead you to believe she knows very much how to defend her shop if need be. 
she seems pretty friendly and optimistic, but, you know, here in hell, so who knows what she's actually like. Oh, she's adorable! Oh, I like her. Yeah, just, you know, something to remember. Um, and she walks over and she's like, oh my goodness, you have such good taste. Thank you. They're from my best friend. Are they? Yeah. That's so cute. These are magical earrings, too, so they're going to be great for her. I'm going to remove the curse on them first. That's a really good plan. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I can tell you're smart. Um, and because of it, I'm going to even give you a better gift. Yeah? Yeah. And she goes, like, behind a counter and pulls out, like, it's like a nasty-looking, like, dusty box. Uh -huh. But she opens it up, and inside is a necklace that matches the earrings. Oh, don't touch it. I'm not touching. <laughs> with your eyes, not with your hands. She's like, so you could buy the whole set for like a soul coin or two. Oh, yeah. Well, there's other ways you could pay. Like what? Um, your soul. We could start with, <laughs> you know, we could use tears to make more. So if you want to cry, we could capture some tears I and you could know. buy the necklace that way. Just... Or you could trade your first giggle. That was a fun one. Nope. You could try like 75 gold pieces. Um, Do I have 75 gold pieces? We could just got 150. You did yeah. just get gold pieces. Yeah. Um, I would say like each of you probably carries roughly 100 gold. Probably not much more than that because you also didn't know you were going on this right. crazy big adventure. Pocket change. Um, She's like, you could also try trading a spell. Spell? Yeah. So basically, I'll show you an item. You cast a spell on it, and you can have the necklace and earrings. Mm -hmm. It's a right. But it's just a spell. Oh, what it takes my spell forever. Oh, I wouldn't do anything that crazy. Jeez, what do you take me for, like a devil? I'm like super mm. imaginative. That's racist. Just saying. Just because I look like a devil doesn't mean I am one. I think you look cute. Thanks. So stuff? She does. <laughs> Cars can't. So that's one mind level spell. If you get the amulet, that's another mind level spell. That's true. I'm also working on two. Oh. This is okay. So this is like this is gonna be. Wait, you're staying a couple days? Yeah, kinda. You could trade your voice for one no. day. No. One day. No. And get it back before you even leave the trip. No. Who are you gonna talk to no. in this place? I talked to. Him. Orin gives her 75 gold. <laughs> Salem is like, I will pay you to take her gold. <laughs> Salem's like counting her gold. <laughs> Both for 75? Totally, that's what I said. Thanks. And she like, again, she checks every single coin. 
them up. You can tell she's not even touching these items. <laughs> and then, like, ties a big pretty bow on them. And she's like, there you go. They're your friends. Thank you. I was like, I'm not absorbing those for you. I'm sorry. You're on your own. I understand. Uh, she casts a ninth level. You can't do that quick. Remove hers is touching it. Huh? Remove hers is touching it. Yeah, but if you're removing the curse, then. Yeah. You have to unwrap. Is, but you would have to unwrap the present. Is, huh? She wraps it all up nice and pretty. Oh, I'm sure Clara knows how to rewrap a present. I mean, she is the Christmas But it's unwrapping the current present. (laughs) Well, Clara unwrapping another person's present, Clara? No, no, no. no. Clara would have tried to cast. So here's the thing. Is it it all a set, or do I have to cast it on both the necklace and the earrings? It's two different curses. Okay. They just look like the necklace and the earrings could go together. Like they, she claimed they were a matching set, but yeah. they're all cursed separately. <laughs> so theoretically, if I cast an eighth level remove curse, would that do anything? For you asking is... me how to uncurse my cursed items? Yeah, <laughs> I told That's you I was so done. cute and honest. God, nobody's honest around here anymore. Gee, well, Emily's on the nice list. <laughs> 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 Who can't talk about the nice list either? <laughs> Lists are just having The first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club! Clarence, like, this is the first, like, relaxing, <laughs> like, as far as you can relax in hell. So she's just like, you guys have been here for four hours and Clarence broke. <laughs> Are you sure a rock was not good enough? <laughs> She's like, so look, sweetie, to be honest, my business is cursing. So you understand why I can't just tell you to uncurse all my items, right? No, I don't have to uncurse it. I just was wondering if Ian was a problem. I really don't remember what I cast that day. And I, like, you saw the box. It's very old. It's been in there for ages. Oh, that means it's hot. What's the magic when I remove the curse? What's the magic after that? You said it's a magical item. I don't know that I said that. You did. She did. <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. The magic is the curse, sweetie. <laughs> It's okay, they're pretty. You see, kind of the point of my gifts are that you give them to people you don't like. So, like, you would curse that person. I know, but you didn't tell me that when you bought it. You just but I wasn't going to give a cursed item to Salem. So this is a gag shop. <laughs> it's not a gag shop. We're in hell. Do you understand the concept I mean, of hell? I love a gag. I love a gag. It's just a gag. I'm really concerned about your group. Just give somebody like a death curse. It's just a prank. Of course. Enjoy where you're going. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. Um, So actually, Clara would have tried to ask her if she could cast the remove curse before she wrapped on the necklace. On the necklace? Yeah, Yeah. she'll let you real quick. Okay, so she'll she'll do the the necklace uh, at ninth level remove Mm -hmm. curse. And then uh, she will not touch the earrings. <laughs> the earrings are still glowing with paint, but the other thing now just looks like a very pretty canvas. Okay. Or it's so pretty. Crystal's gonna love it. Send it somewhere safe. 
before we leave the shop. <laughs> before I, um, we leave the shop. I, I hand the necklace to you at Um, so you guys kind of start walking around. Where else do you guys want to look? Because I know you guys are looking for work. Uh, so I'm going to try the it for shop first. Okay. I'm just going to go in and ask them what kind of work you have available. Hey there, friendly neighborhood DM. The shopkeep here named Icker is a very small, statured man. He looks humanoid, though to creatures with true sight he might appear to look different. He's roughly six foot tall. He's got a very slender frame. He wears a very big, thick, kind of trench coat looking type thing. He doesn't look very well prepared or very macho for hell, but you can tell with the books around him and the type of work he does that he's likely not somebody to mess with. He's like, well, um, my name's Alec. I sell demon ichor, so blood guts, creepy stuff. Um, and then we use it to bring other bigger, scarier demons back to life. Interesting. So it's like you, you've got your little group, right? If one of them dies, you would bring them back. Well, demons have friends, too. Really? To a sense. <laughs> you know, people they hate less than themselves. <gasps> Clara's like, I am going to make every demon in this place my friend. As Clara redeems all of hell. That's Clara's life mission now. Clara's like, don't you dare. So specifically what type of work do you have? What do I have to do? What would you have to do? Probably packaging. You get the gross bits and you put them in a bottle and we sell it. How strong is your stomach? It's a matter of constitution saves if you're wondering. <laughs> Think a, a fish thing? Kind of a strange. It just seems like your shop is high level here. It just seems like it's very mundane work. I mean, do you have anything higher level of work? Kind of like for someone that's very skilled. Do you do necrotic? I can. Fair enough. Well, uh, we do go about and look if you want to get shady about it. We take care of the people that Nadir would like off in no, large. Nothing shady. And I, I don't know what you want from me. There's such a thing as non-shady in the corner. Um, look, we're, we're basically the, the debt collectors of Nadir's little establishment, so you could collect debts. Necrotic magic comes in handy. Orin has an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> Orin dies. Just like nosebleed just falls over. Just like, damn it, Orin. That was Two jobs is packing person, debt collector. For this place, yeah. Yeah. So I'll think on it and I'll Sounds be back. Alright, we close at sundown, so. He wants to check out real quick is the, the forge, the snake forge. Alrighty. 
before he just walks right in, he just tells the constructs and stuff, um, I'm just looking for work. They don't seem to attack you guys. They're just very, you know, like, on edge. It seems like this place might get robbed pretty often. Oh, really? You've got the, the Snake Forge campaign and the Fish Forge campaign. Fish <laughs> Forge campaign. Um, inside there is a couple different creatures. Um, there are three salamanders um, named Rash, Skids, and Slag. <laughs> um, the salamanders that run the forge are a group of three brothers, each with their own kind of unique look. Uh, the first has very red and orange-hued skin. It's very, I mean, it's salamander-like. Uh, the second has a green hue, and the third has a blue hue. And the really weird thing about these guys is that they all wear, like, full, heavy armor that's definitely too big for them. They also speak in a sort of unison pattern, uh, where one will say the first word, the second will say the second word, and the third will say the rest. Um, or they tend to speak in unison, which is just as creepy. They're not very big, but they have a small army of golems at their command. And even when they speak to each other, the golems usually nod along as if agreeing with whatever the one is saying. They're like, what, what can we do for you? Um, curious what uh, jobs you may have. Um, I am a master of the elements. Master of the Elements? It's been a little while since we had one of those. Isn't that right? And like all of the constructs kind of nod in unison. That's not freaky at all. They, they do speak in a very sort of integrated way where one of them will start a sentence and another one will finish. Um, so, you know, when Rosh is like, oh, interesting, you know, we haven't, and then another one will pick it up. Um... <laughs> Like, well, uh, what kind of work can you do? Have you worked in a forge? My father is a master blacksmith. I mean, I understand the concepts. Uh, I'm not a blacksmith myself, though. But I do have magic. And he'll just conjure up, like, ice first, and then change it to flames. Interesting. We could have worked for that. Could act as the furnace. Acting up all the I can do that. So, uh, Gage will also, um, I'm also quite adept with constructs as well, elements, elementals, etc. And he'll prove it by using a fifth level spell something, he'll actually summon the construct. Fair enough. It'll be like an iron bowl or something like that. They're like, good, he can hold the pot and you can heat it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, then, am I hired? That's what you want to do. Sounds like something I could do and it doesn't involve murdering people, so. Or does it? <laughs> He's like, not on a normal day. I'm sure it won't come up. <laughs> you guys are in hell. I just want to like reiterate that one more time. It's not a fun time. The hobgoblin that runs this sort of farm, if you could call it that, is a very small hobgoblin by most standards. He's actually much shorter than Orin, maybe only 
five foot tall. He's got kind of that sort of greasy salesman vibe to him. He doesn't look very kempt. His clothing is all very dirty. Compared to a lot of the other shopkeeps, it seems like he is trying the least to convince people that he is not a demon. He's absolutely fine with it, and for whatever reason, he's pretty open about the shadiness of his work. Like, you want more? Depends on the work. Hmm. Tell me what depends on the work. What do you want to do? I don't want to do any of this. (laughs) (laughs) It's not really how you get a job. (laughs) You're not selling it or an elevator user. What can you do? I can grow stuff. Plants? In hell? You can do it? Show me. Show me! And he kind of like shoves you towards like a pot of dirt. Oh, love this guy. (laughs) Show me! Come on, come on, come on, show me! Okay. Um, yes, yes, thank you. There you go. Show me! You can make a flower. That's not a plant, that's a flower. (laughs) Demons don't eat flowers. Okay. 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 And he pulls out a matchbox. Oh. And he strikes a match. Yes. And throws it on the ground. Within a very quick amount of time, a tree sprouts. I think it grows hot, like 2d6. 1d6. 1d6 feet tall. It's a five-foot-tall tree within seconds. It's like, interesting. You can do that a lot? Yeah. You're hired. To do what? <laughs> yes, to make it grow. I want the tree grow. You want a tree grow? Yes. Why? Why do you want the tree grow? Fresh fruit. Yeah, fresh fruit probably sell pretty well. Look, we're in hell, okay? Plants are a big commodity. Okay, I will plant trees. Go. I'll give you a group. Do it. Okay. Get to work. Let's go. 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 It will be the biggest mistake that anyone's ever made in the history. <laughs> they planted a tree. It is Aaron's son. <laughs> like, like mother, like son. That's everything that Aaron's Well, yeah, you're the last one who's got to get a job. Yeah, so he was going to check out the um the spa. Yes. Because of the dream right. therapy. Okay. Let me get back to the spa. So a kind of smaller woman, um, she's got very odd features when you look at her, like her face is kind of more flattened. Um, and if he's ever seen doing Yuan tea, that's what she is. Oh, the uh, snake people? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The final shopkeep that they really bumped into this go-around was the Dreamweaver shopkeep. She's an older woman, probably in her 40s or 50s. She's got a very dramatic look to her. She wears lots of jewels, lots of dangling earrings, huge skirts. The players didn't quite catch a glance at her with true sight, so I'll spare you the details. She puts on the demeanor of being a very kind woman, though she runs a shop that is in one part a spa for pampering and, you know, wonderful things, and in another part is this kind of horrible, gruesome place where they turn dreams into nightmares to punish folk. So she's got kind of a strange nature to her in the sense that she can be very random with her whims. I think that's all you need for her. Ah, she's like, hello, what can I do with you? 
Uh, hello, um, we are looking for work at the moment. Um, I saw on your sign you have, uh, dream therapy. I do. I have some abilities that can help with that. You're so a dream therapy. traveler, are you? Something along those lines. Um, well... Also, I apologize, <laughs> the item card, I think I left it home for the one. I don't have no it. stress. It basically allows you to change dreams within certain people, so if they're having a nightmare, you can make it a dream. Okay. Reverse it. And I, I think it sure also casts... Like, 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 once a day, I could do that. No, I like think that. it also casts the dream spell, so you can actually go into people's dreams and affect it from there. Okay, yeah, I, can, I remember I can't do that, but I just can't remember if it was limited. Um, I think casting dream was limited, but the changing ability is not. Yeah. Um, so she's like, well, if you can prove you can make someone's dreams better, then you're hired. Better or worse? Well, it depends on the client. Right. Are you better at being better or better at being worse? Oh, I don't care either way. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and she'll take you actually back to a room. It seems like there's kind of two rooms, and one people are sleeping very peacefully, and one people are not. <laughs> <laughs> the good dreams in the night. And she kind of points to a gentleman. He's fast asleep. Um, he's got, like, pretty rugged features. He seems like he's a hard worker of types. And she's like, change his dream. All right, which which way do you want it? Let's see your nightmare work first. Okay. Did the others come to you, or is is it just the two of them? Did any? Oh, uh, the two of them. The, uh, just just him and her. Were they the just only ones that you Nobody else followed. Yeah. Okay. Unless any of your friends are still with you, but. Okay. Then if the other if the others aren't there, he'll like glance around, and then his eyes will turn black. And then he'll wave the uh, wand over him and uh, cast the, use the nightmare on him. Okay, she looks pretty impressed, and she's like, and the other way? And then his eyes go back to me when he does that. She's like, then you're <laughs> hired. I'll see you to tonight about midnight or so. Works for me. Once all of you guys have found jobs, um, Nadir is waiting for you kind of back at the dining hall towards the end of the day. And he's like, so have you all... Found work besides you and Miss Salem. Salem, by the way, has not been following on these escapades. She's been uh-huh. about. Uh-huh. Sure. Yes. Just chilling. Just chilling. Just girl things. <laughs> um, just like, so you've all found work? Mm-hmm. Well, except for of course. I'll get a job someday. Yeah. Yes? <laughs> Fair enough. Well, then let me show you to your rooms. And he kind of turns around. Um... And again, with a very dramatic, like, puff of smoke, um, he pushes you all through it. And when you come through the other side, there's kind of like a little lounge area with a couple sofas and then rooms adjoining the sides. He's like, here you go. Uh, so when you need to come back here, you simply say open at the dining hall and it'll lead you right to your room. Ten. Ten. <laughs> So the dining tent <laughs> is where you were, and he said if you go there and say open, um, you'll oh, okay. appear in your room. I got it. Um, and that is actually where we're going to end, because you guys will have the ability to get your long rests. Um, I think that's all we got. Salem kind of shows up later in the evening. She's like, so you all found jobs. That's cute. <laughs> She's like, the good news is it's only going to take us, like, two days. Then we'll be down to the second level. Presuming nothing gets in our way, that is. Or not all the levels are going to take this long. Besides, I'm sure she's fine. She's a tough girl. Um, Laura. Encouragement from Salem. 
Um, Clara um, sort of ignores Salem and says to Orin, um, the first thing we can do to save Kahiri is take care of ourselves so that we're at the best of our capabilities when we get to her. That is a great point. So, Salem, how much did the spa cost? Not anything! It's great being the daughter of the Queen of Hell. You could probably get away with it, UL, if you just played that card a little bit more often. I mean... If you say you're my mom's favorite, no one's gonna make you do anything. I mean, I'll, I'll still do the work at the, the spa. I might as well hold, hold my end of the deal, but let's have a spa day while we're, while we're waiting. I don't have to work till midnight. Okay. You're my favorite. And she kind of like loops on to me and she's like, close. And as soon as she does, they kind of vanish out of the room. Alright, <laughs> takes his long rest, but then goes to work. Okay. And sings a Oh. Several hours later or so, after I'm sure whatever that whisper was. Everyone wants an end credit scene, right? Because I could just yes. the whisper was from Cree? Yeah. Um, this takes place after whatever you two whisper about. Um, Kahiri sits in her cell, looking for a way to escape. A tiny imp crawls through the bars of the cell, holding a bag of something. He hands it to Kahiri and whispers, a gift from your grandmother. He quickly crawls out of the cell before Kahiri can take a swing at him. She picks up the bag and looks inside. Amongst all the ashes that fill the bag is a small round stone with a circle in the middle. The very same one that her mother so often wears and many of her family does. The note reads, see, you can trust me. <laughs> Creed throws the bag and the necklace aside going to sit on the floor of the cell. The ashes fall to the ground and as they do, they begin to glow faintly with faint, uh, they begin to glow with faint embers. The ashes begin to swirl about the ground, circling Krahiri. And as she attempts to move from them, the flames begin to burn rampantly, and a flash of fire goes up. Smoke around, uh, smoke begins to billow around her, and her eyes glow a bright gold. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of Lover's Legacy. We had a great time filming it, and we really can't wait for the third episode. Now, enjoy a few short bloopers, extras, and things we just thought were funny. Your signal is terrible. Your signal is terrible.
battery. Hot dog when Nan runs the car. Hot dog? I thought you said hot dog, Nan. And I heard I hot dog. Oh my god. Okay, we're ending. We're ending. Okay, we're starting. Okay, we're ending.